here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. for breakfast. It's Monday and it's the 11th of October and uh, it's kind of like a mad Monday when you think about everything we've had to look at, Is he? Well, it'd be a mad Monday for Tyson Fury, Taylor Barry and Kevin Barry <laughs> and all of the Fury camp over in Vegas this morning. Do you reckon they've slept yet? Uh, no, no way. They're celebrating hard, and why not? What a fight that was. What a slugfest. Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury put on a fight for the ages. A real old slugfest. It lasted 11 rounds. Well, Kevin Ioli out of Yahoo Sports Boxing Expert came on the show and just broke down the fight and just spoke about it. Is this the end of Deontay Wilder? What an outstanding uh, career he has had to date. Anyway, we had him and we had Jamie Richards on as well. Jamie Richards is the trainer of Probabil and well, well, all the chat last week was on Zaki. Zaki paying a dollar twenty leading into that race, and well, Probabil flew well under the radar and just flew home to win that race by a nose over no non-compromise. So what a race that was! Great to hear from Jamie Richards. And then after eight, we spoke to Brendan O'Connor about the Hawks Bay Magpies game and that performance beating Tasman in the Ram Foley Shield match. That was great to chat to Brendan O'Connor. And then we just had Claire Kirsten on from the Silver Ferns and just spoke about Nolene Tolua and the preparation and the build-up to that series with the Aotearoa men's side. It was a great show. I hope you enjoyed it. You're listening to Baz and Izzy. For breakfast. Chemist Warehouse and find Quest Protein Bars 60 grams, any two, for just $7. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. It is Monday the 11th of October. It's just after 6 o'clock. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was a great weekend of sport. If you're a sports fan... There was lots and lots going on on the weekend. Boxing, probabil, rugby, netball. What else? Bit of IPL on it at the moment. Uh, Chennai Superkins up against Delhi Capitals. Just seen Stephen Fleming wandering out for his coach's conversation in the middle of the field. So, no, it's been a great weekend. We've got a great show. We're going to try and cover it all this morning on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz is still over in the... UAE, he's got a must-win match coming up. A must-win match coming up in a couple of days, so we'll make sure we'll cover all that. But coming up on the show, well, heavyweight boxing was on show yesterday and it didn't disappoint. Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury putting on a fight for the ages. A real slugfest that lasted 11 rounds and Kevin Ioli, Yahoo Sports boxing expert, is going to join us and break down round by round. What a fight, what a fight. We tried to get Taylor Barry, but he spoke to us last time, and they've got a big after-fight party, and I think they're still going. So if Taylor's not going to join us today, we'll make sure we get him on later in the week. He was in Tyson Fury's corner, along with the Kiwi boxing heavyweight boxer, Joseph Parker, as well. So what a fight that was. Looking forward to delving into that this morning. 
Yeah, well, all this talk and hype about a horse named Zaki. A horse named Zaki. $1.20 odds. It was a raging hot favourite. Probably flew well under the radar because that what a horse like Zaki does. Just takes all the limelight away. Just doesn't know doesn't matter who else is in the race. And I didn't even know Probabil was in that race. That's what Zaki does, you know? A horse like that that's run five straight, paying a dollar twenty odds, you just think it's gonna win and win easy. But well, Probabil ran a perfect race. Snuck up on the inside to Pip. Non compromise. By a nose. Jamie Richards from Cambridge Stud joins us to chat. This great horse, uh, win by a tough horse, Probable. Fourth Group 1 win for Probable. So, what a win. I know Louis was very emotional. He was obviously tipping Zaki, but when a horse like Probable wins, it's a Kiwi horse uh, and you've got a bit of a connection with it. Louis was very emotional on the weekend. So, looking forward to chatting about that later on the show, Louis. Uh, well, coming up after eight for me. It was the game and the performance of the weekend. Yeah, Hawks Bay, the Bay, putting on an absolute clinic to retain the shield in their eighth straight defence at the Fortress, McLean Park. One player that was big in the loose forwards was talisman Brendan O'Connor, and Brendan will join us just after eight to talk about that win. That win, eh? How good. Anyone from Tazman, give us a text. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. The start cost you. The start cost you. When Hawks Bay, 30% possession, 30% territory, but they scored some freakish tries. Oh, it was so good. I was here. I was commentating, and I wasn't too one-eyed, I'd hope. Anyway, looking forward to chatting to Brendan O'Connor about that performance. And then coming up just before 9 o'clock, Silver Ferns took on the Aotearoa men's netball side last night. And a fast and physical encounter. The Ferns winning that 58-47, but it wasn't an easy uh, game, as the scoreline suggests. Claire Kirsten, who started for the Silver Ferns, joins us to review that performance. Grace Nowicki was a shining light in that performance, but it wasn't as easy. And, well, Nolene Tauroa has questioned the mental toughness of the Silver Ferns side after that win. They started poorly. Uh, they weren't. Getting any of their goals in. Maya Wilson, you spoke about it. Shelby Rickett. Um, yeah, a lot, lot of things to work on in that in that performance. So looking forward to chatting to Claire Kirsten uh, this morning later on the show. But anyway, we've got a good show for you. I hope you enjoy it. Keep those texts coming in on double eight double three about your weekend. What did you love? What did you enjoy? Did you enjoy that fight? Oh, man, it was such a good fight to watch. Five knockdowns. Five knockdowns. Two each. And then Fury bringing the one home in the 11th. And, uh, wow, that was a great one. That was a great one. Fury getting up from that punch from Deontay Wilder was, oh, I could hear it. Oh, I just felt like his skull was cracked after that big punch. But anyway, looking forward to talking that this morning. But anyway, team, how are you? Good morning, team up in Auckland. Trudy, Louie, Keza, Joe. Good morning, team. Morning, Izzy. How are you, mate? You sound up and about, fighting fit. Oh, yeah, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm uh, I'm home alone. I'm home alone. You're and, batching. Uh, she's a pretty cool. I'm, I'm bachelorette. Yeah, mate. It's a uh, it's a quiet house. I must say. I went to bed. Jumped to bed at about seven seven o'clock last night, and it was just scarily quiet. And I was just thinking, <laughs> it's, it's just me nice, and the dog. Hey? And I've got a little. It's not nice. Hey? It sounded good at the time. I was like, yes, week, you know, to do my own thing. But I was over it after about now. Just used to the kids running around and. 
being loud and just a house full of people. It just yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's a lonely house. I got a little puppy and I had to go in and check on her. She's missing the kids as well. She's just at uh, at the foot of uh, at the bottom of my um, bed at the moment. She's waiting for the kids to run in, but they're not coming. So it's just me and Nala this week. But it's all good. We'll enjoy it. I don't know what I'm going to eat. That's going to be the question. <laughs> well, because, and because where you You're are. You're shredding. You don't eat. Yeah, you just don't. You just drink, <laughs> oh, drink water. That's right. <laughs> Carrot juice. Coffee. <laughs> Coffee. Yeah. Hey, because, yeah. Start again, Trudy. Start again. Yeah, start again. Good, I had tie on the weekend. It's all good. Oh, I had tie on the weekend. Fair enough. Same. Did you? What? Thai? Thai? Thai. Thai food. No, 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 I was just saying, as he was sipping on his replacing (laughs) meals with caffeine, saying, trying to shred. I jumped on the scales and I was like, oh, pardon me, lockdown layer, COVID kilos. Here I am telling (laughs) Izzy to try to be Izzy. I'm like, Trudy, look in the mirror. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Science experiment. Do you lose or gain more weight when the family goes away? I wonder. Ah, look, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'll probably... I'll probably lose because my my meals, and like we don't have Uber Eats here, we're too far out, so I've got to get in the car and I can't really drive with one foot, wink wink. But um, you know, like um, I I've yeah, I'd say I'll, I'll have a good week. I have a good week. But my neighbour Mandy, she's gonna come out and and check on me every every two days. But yeah, it's a tough one, Trudy. Like the weekends, the weekdays, I think are fine. It's a weekend day. Eh? Like I had to travel to Hawkes Bay. I got to Hawkes Bay. Dad picked me up. And we're driving out. And we're going to um, catch up, go see mum, and go see my sister. And on the way there, he was like, he kept talking about these pies, oh, these yeah. uh, these pies in, at the Hastings Bakery. <laughs> so we went and got a mince and cheese pie at the Hastings Bakery. And it was outstanding, oh, I must say. But, so I had a pie. We had a pie for that was like ten thirty in the morning. So that's bricky. And then Saturday afternoon, I was going it's to bigger. the rugby game. Yes. And I was a bit peckish, and I was like, got me a little kebab. <laughs> Only had half of it because it wasn't that great. So I had a kebab. And then on the way home, Dad was like, boy, get some Thai. So I got Thai. So I had a terrible Saturday. I had a terrible Saturday. So yesterday was better, though. Yesterday was better. I had a good day yesterday. If you're going to have Back a takeaway, though, Thai yeah. is good because it's all like mainly stir-fry vegetables. You know? mm. and yeah, Thai's yeah, 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 sure. great. Yeah, Thai's great. You can live off Thai for the week. There you go. Or just eggs. Eggs. <laughs> we're, remember, we're shredding, Eddie. So, uh, you know, sh- we should be sh- shreddy. Eddie eats eggs. There yeah. you go. Eggs every day, is he? Eggs. Protein. Protein. Carbs. Eggs. Okay. Omelette. Eggs. I, I actually make a good omelette, a there good scrambled go. egg. Uh, I've got some white bait in there. My neighbour dropped some white bait off, so I might I might make a little white bait patty or oh, or really? something like that. Just, just cut out the bread. No white bread and, and a bit of butter. Just just straight patty. Is Basil just straight patty Basil on the be, plate. He'll be, I don't know how he'll get home, but he'll come straight back from the Abu Dhabi just to tell you off if you do that, mate. He'll be fuming. <laughs> he'll be spewing. Hey, what do you reckon, no, what do you reckon Tyson no. Fury eats in a day? What do you, what do you really, With that rig, he's 275 pounds or whatever it is. How inspirational is that? See, I don't need to get ripped. Look at him. I don't need to get shredded. Mate, that's, that's, he's doing it for the dad bods. How good is that? He is doing it for the dad bods. And look, you look at him and Deontay Wilder, you think, okay, Wilder, man, he's got to be real fit. He was gassed by round four. Yeah. Old mate was gassed and he's got about 12 abs and old, old Fury's got about two muffins out the back of his, back of his shorts. And he was just charging that whole fight. So, Mm. What an absolute champion. What does he eat? Oh, wouldn't have a clue, Louis. Carbs. Wouldn't have a clue. We have to get Taylor Barry on. We have to get Taylor Barry on, but who, buddy? He's having a wee, 
time of his life. You see him in the corner? Yeah, at the mo- I did. I saw him running. He was the first person to give Tyson the big hug after I the fight. Know. Is it actually to be fair? Yeah. Taylor Barry's hench himself. He's huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good man. He's a good man. But that was good to see Taylor Barry there, front row seats. I know he's really big on uh, trying to become a big trainer, and he's hanging around with the right guys. And uh, Joseph Parker was here as well. Good to see Joe. Um, but yeah, mate, what a story! What a story, eh? Like, I know we're going to touch on it a bit later in the show, but that was a fight, man. What a fight! That was just a heavyweight boxing fight, battle three, two two big punches from either fighters, getting up. Like, I don't know how Fury got up. How did he get up from that punch, man? Like two in a row. <sighs> well, yeah. I don't know about you, Izzy, but it's kind of got to the point with me where. And double eight, double three, boxing aficionados and experts around New Zealand, we're going to need you this morning because we're going to talk about where Tyson Fury stacks up in history. And I know people, you, you, mm. you love the eras of boxing through the 70s and 80s, and you'll have um, strong opinions on this, the, some of the great eras and where he stacks up. So keep your ears tuned and let us know what you think. But I kind of got to the point with Tyson Fury, I'm like, how would you knock him out? After he got up in the first fight, when he got absolutely laid out by Deontay Wilder and shut his eyes, and he resurrected himself there and then, I kind of now, like I was looking at him, and I was, he was kind of staggering around in those middle rounds after he got knocked down, but you kind of just like believe that he's just, and then actually Wilder was a bit like that as well. He just kept going. Mm. It was actually a bit scary for a while, because I was kind of glad it got stopped where it did, because he kind of seemed a bit out on his feet. Yeah, but top top two inches, eh? I think Tyson Fury yep. is just mentally mental strength. Yeah, as tough as they come, as tough as they come, mate. Mentally, like to get up, and actually, like well, he got up and he was a little bit dazed, but he wasn't show showcasing it out there. Mm. Like he was actually standing tall, kept his feet moving. Um, you know, when you're when you're a little bit weak, you want to shy away from it all, or you want to look for an out. And I knew Wilder was. Wasn't going to win because every time he went to get went back to his corner, his head was down. Yeah, his head was down. He's looking at the ground, and that's when you know someone's struggling. And whereas you look at Fury, he was up and about. He was always breathing. He was as soon as that uh, whistle went to get off the off the chair to get to the next round, he was up and ready to go over on the other side. And whereas Deontay Wilder was taking another ten seconds or twenty seconds to get up off his seat. So, mate, yeah, I just got a lot of admiration. And, and you're right. Where does this stack up? Because Fury. 32, 32 fights, 31 wins, one draw against Deontay Wilder, uh, 21 TKOs. Where does he stack up? You know, does he go down as one of the greatest of all time? And then Deontay Wilder, like that Alexander Usyk, they weren't, like, the commentary last night and, and the pundits out there weren't even um, saying his name, mate. They, they, like, <laughs> so he's true. The, he's, he's, yeah, he's holding all the bouts, but they're saying that Tyson Fury's one and Deontay Wilder's two. So Joshua and Usyk, they're sitting at home. Joshua's just lost all his bouts. Usyk's the heavyweight champion of the world. He holds three bouts out of the major four. And uh, he's not even being talked about. So, oh, mate. And then what next? What next for Tyson? Well, What next for Tyson? Does he go fight? Uh, you know, the rematch is obviously going to happen with Joshua and Usyk. Um, so I heard there was talks about him maybe fighting Dillian White over in the UK. And then the winner of that takes on the winner of the next one. Uh, so, yeah, it's countless, man. It's countless. The heavyweight division is well and truly alive, and it's so good.
So Kevin Aoli is the uh, Yahoo sports boxing expert and, and columnist, and he's going to come on. He'll answer these questions for us. So do you have any questions about the boxing, who fights who next, and what this means? Send them through. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and and because yeah, we'll ask Kevin. I mean, he'll know better than us what this means and where this lines everything up moving forward. Izzy, you were at the footy on Saturday, so you probably weren't glued to the uh, to trackside like I was. But, man, it was a pretty interesting day of the punt. It was a funny old day at Harwater where a bunch of winners, we'll talk about those in the Love Racing slot. Um, then there was Matamata going on. Australia was superb racing and culminated by Zaki, which, yep, I got caught out. So the joke's on me. Had Zaki running through pretty much every one of my multis and um, would have been a really profitable day if, if not for that because I'm Thunderstruck one, uh, Crystal Bound run yeah. a place um, at, at good odds, eighty. So just at one of those ones where everything you think you, you, think you know, and, and that's why they call it the great game. Just as you think you know... One of these will just come out and slap you around the back of the head. Mate, hats off to you though, mate. Oh, I'm thunderstruck. What a horse. What a horse. It didn't have it at all its own way the, for the whole race. And it's quite good how it stands out. It's got the white the white mask so you can kind of yep. see it running through the horses. And what a horse, man. You picked that. It won well. It, run, it won really, really well. And uh, look, Zaki, oh, like this, like. Oh, this horse, Zaki, obviously Cox played. It was paying $1.35 to win that. Now that's been blown wide open. With Do you know the Australian TAB pay, paid paid bets out on it? Did they? Not our TAB, I don't think. In Australia, bookies were paying. They had already paid. Some bookies had already paid Cox Zaki to win the Cox Plate bets out because they were like, oh, it's done. What? Oh. <laughs> oh, well, that's their loss. That's their loss. Yeah. So lucky. Ooh. That's crazy. <laughs> Is it? So that's like that's the level oh. of like, and there was. I'm not saying everybody was, thought it was a dead set cert, but to win the Cox Plate mm. at least. But there was a, enough, uh, um, a kind of spread opinion like this horse is a little bit different. <laughs> Probably yeah. our Wondermere, oh. she's done it. Oh, it's so good, man! It was so good. I was actually I was mid call with Grant Nisbet. I was mid call with Grant Nisbet, and we someone sent me something, and they're like, "Probably will be Zaki," and I was like. Chahoo, and I showed Nisbo mid core and he was like, Chahoo, and give me a fist bump, but you can't see it on TV because we're trying to talk. And so we're mid, we're mid Hawks Bay, Tasman, call, and we're watching the horses, and I'm checking the uh, checking the TAB website. Crystal Bound came third, and I was like, no, Jack Bruce, come on, mate. <laughs> I put it on the nose, always on the nose, never on the tail. Yeah, so we're in mid-core watching, uh, calling the Hawks Bay Tasman game. <laughs> we're watching some races. It was Brilliant. Good. More importantly, who won the race yeah. up the stairs? You or Smithy? Oh, nah, Smithy didn't want it. Smithy oh. didn't want the smoke. He didn't want the smoke, so we didn't end up having the race. But I'll tell you what, he probably would have bet me. I was knackered by about halfway. I had to had to try and change it, you know, just I had to try and act like I was stopping to take an Instagram, but I was really tired. So I got halfway and I was just a little Instagram trying to, trying to showcase it, but um, it's okay. It's like, what a show, though. What a show. I'm pumped for this show. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun today. Uh, the, hey, look, Stephen Fleming's Chennai Super Kings are up against it a little bit. Required run rate of 11.11 now. Uh, Morn Ali has come to the crease. He needs to put in a performance. Mark says, I stand by what I said on Friday. Baz, need Baz back for the tips. I used the 501 on Friday on the nose of Crystal Bound. Oh, dear. Ja- look, again, just didn't – just the – 
the pattern of the race just didn't quite play out. That is the great game, but there were some good place odds on value uh, just at the jump, $1.80 or $1.90, but that doesn't help you, Mark, so apologies there, mate, but that's all right. Stay with us. Stay with us. It's, we're only one tip away from the hey, next one. Hey, we didn't push that button. We didn't push that button. <laughs> that's right. You went and pushed the button. Yeah. 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 A little bit of little bit of self responsibility, Mark. Anyway, it was a huge sporting weekend. And um, look, it wasn't just the blokes that were getting it done because the Silver Ferns won as well. So Claire Kirsten's coming up later. And the Fudder Palmer Cup finals, is he? Well, Canterbury's oh, dynasty. Man. No more, uh, because Waikato um, against the odds. So we're going to talk about that after this. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz is over at Abu Dhabi. Izzy's down there in Ahoka batching for the week. There's so much to get through on this mad Monday of sports. It is 21 and a half past six. Back soon with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yeah, it's uh, 26 and a half minutes past seven o'clock, and I think a lot of people around New Zealand had a great weekend this weekend. I know up in Auckland it was picnic galore. I had a picnic on Saturday, Izzy, which involved... Um, a couple of craft beers in the, the Rose Gardens in Parnell there, and it was going pretty good until it started to rain. But by then, I'd had enough craft beers that I just turned the uh, picnic blanket upside down and waited it out. Ah, it'll blow over. <laughs> it'll blow over, and it sure did. So there was a lot of fun, and Tim the teacher's had a good weekend too. He has. Kia ora, Izzy and Louie had the ultimate quintessential Kiwi Saturday. Caught enough white bait on the Kakanui, Kakanui River to make two patties. Then on to Centennial Park to watch North Otago win by two with my eight-year-old son, Jonty. Then adjourned to the pub where I got in and on probably at $8 to one. How good. And enjoyed some commentary of the Shield game. Perfect. Cheers, Tim the teacher. Yeah, what a weekend. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in, Tim. You're a big supporter of the show. And he got it at eight to one, Louis. Probably. How good's that? And uh, got a... Got a couple of two uh, white bait patties, mate. But you spoke about it, that NPC game, the Farah Palmer Cup. Uh, we spoke to James Semple a couple of weeks ago. Chelsea Alley's partner, she wasn't involved. There was nine players that weren't involved for the Waikato Farah Palmer side. So they had to travel down. And it was a tough old build-up. They had to get out of Waikato, obviously, with COVID. Uh, there was an article, actually, in the, in the, in the paper talking about uh, the night before the game. They had a real deep session a deep, uh, deep and open, um, open, full, uh, open and meaningful conversations where all the girls got in the room, they left it all out there and just spoke about the challenges and, and their lives. And, um, you know, the coach, James Semple, he was lucky enough to share a bit of that. Like, there was a lot of tears and emotions flowing the night before the game and spoke about how these girls would die for each other out there. And it showcased on Saturday. They went up, they went down to Christchurch, they played a side that's uh, chasing five straight, they built their own dynasty. They brought a young squad down there, and, um, mate, they deserved, they deserved their win. They were under the pump at the start. Straight off the kickoff, they dropped the ball, and uh, Waikata, uh, Canterbury scored a try straight away, so put them under pressure. But they built hard. They, they, um, they executed when they needed to. T- they needed to. Uh, there was a little bit of uh, a few telling moments that cost Canterbury in that game. They got two yellow cards within five minutes, and uh, Waikato were actually able to get on top of them and put them under a lot of pressure. And, well, the rest is history, really. 22-20, winning down in Christchurch. And uh, got a photo of Chelsea and, and James Simple yesterday. They were celebrating. They were excited. They were pumped. And uh, just really um, a good moment for them. And, you know, what, like I said, Canterbury have build, been building this for a very long time. And, and you, I don't know if you saw, you see the post-match? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. A <laughs> couple of F-bombs are thrown out, mate, and, and that's what it means, you know. That's the best post-match when, when everything, you know, there's so much emotions. Uh, you know, you've, you've just worked your absolute guts off. She's been working hard for 10 years to get that feeling and win that title. So what a game. What a game of rugby in uh, Farrah Palmer final. Canterbury v Waikato. <laughs> I love an F bomb in a post match sports. Have you ever dropped an F? Have you ever dropped an F bomb while being interviewed? Uh nah, nah. I don't think I have. I don't think I have. No, I, and I was, I was pretty, pretty well behaved to be honest. I, I don't. No, I haven't. I but I um. I just think that when you when because it meant that much that it was like in that moment nothing matters. Mm. I don't care if I piss off Sky Sports. It's like, it was so good. It was just unadulterated. You know, it was yeah. just pure joy, and that was what she felt if yeah. Oh, I loved it. Loved it. So congratulations. <laughs> Hurts for the uh, Canterbury team. They've built a, a big dynasty down there, and, and um, look, it was just someone else's turn this year, and it was a, a rematch of an so, epic final. So, Louis, I've texted the wife again, because you know how we do it. We want someone. We text the partner. We text the wives, and they get the job. So I'm so chic. I texted Chelsea Alley yesterday. We're going to get James Simple, the coach, on tomorrow. So we'll get him on just to react and uh, try to just share share what it meant to them and the girls and the celebrations. We'll get a little insider to that. So it's going to be good. Amazing, mate. Well done. There you go. <laughs> Going down. That's the, how you get it done. Straight to the no point mucking around direct dials. We know we know what we have to do here. It's Baz Izzy for breakfast, 29 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Plenty to get to before the end of the hour, including Quizzy Dag. Mark, Crystal Bound, if you want another go, you want to reload, give us a call back for Quizzy Dag coming up shortly. Before then, we've got a loveracing.nz update where I want to run through some of the winners at Hawara and read you out some of the tote prices that'll make your eyes water. Right now, now, though, it's news with Trudy Forkaboda. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast is 27 minutes away from 7 o'clock. And Stephen Fleming's Chennai Super Kings need 24 runs of 12 balls, with Guy Quad 70 of 49 and Moeen Alley 11 of 9. Going well. Of course, there is uh, the NFL, which has started right now. There's a million games, too many to update. But at the moment, the Panthers-Eagles game is 3-0 with the Panthers trying to stop. Or are they on a drive? I know Sam Darnold's in. Yeah, no, Sam Darnold plays for the Carolina Panthers these days, is he? you go. You'll be glued to that one, mate. I am, mate. I'm on it. I'm on it. All right. You just, no, I actually had the Chennai Super Kings on, but I'm going straight over the Panthers, mate. Yeah, fair enough. You're Panthers. <laughs> hey, uh, loveracing.nz is your place for everything. Racing, thoroughbred racing. Uh, it was a huge weekend. We had Maramara and Hawara on. We've got Group 1 racing this weekend. Uh, the Livermore back down at Hastings, so can't wait for that. But... Over the weekend, and especially at, at Egmont, the Egmont Racing Club Harwater, where the Taranaki Breeders' Stakes run. Let me read you some of these winners' prices, is he? In the first of the day, it was Lord Spencer for uh, Rayner. JJ Rayner, well done, mate. $17 shot. Easy just to start the day. Nice and simple. In race two, Zola Express. Now, this was one of the favourites, so $5.20, not too bad. Chikra Lass, uh, Chikira Lass, sorry, $5 in race three. Uh, My Carol, $4.10 in race four. So you're thinking, oh, that's normal. You know, around that $5 mark, that's perfectly good. 
This is where we start to blow out a little bit. We get into $7 for Trossetti uh, for Grant Nicholson, and then race six comes along. $36 for Just Estate. Eilish McCool, the apprentice doing the writing, you're thinking, okay, well, that won't keep happening to it for the rest of the day. Then the feature comes along, the Taranaki Breeders' Stakes. It's a wait-for-age fillies and mares race over $1,400. $29 shot. Magic Encanto for Fred Pratt. And um, Marina Hudson doing the riding. $29 shot. $8 a place for Magic and Canto in the feature of the card. Uh, the place odds, the dividends were uh, $3.50 for raced evens. And Mohaka, $3.30 a place as well. Race eight, $15 shot to close the day. So I don't know what the average is there, but across the board, there were some wide winners. And if you found them at Harvard, a fair play to you. No way. No way you would have got on any of those, eh? Surely not. You don't like it, big old, eh? Is uh, there a reason for that? Those those big ones coming. Obviously, the track would have been the track been ripped up, so anything can happen, eh? I think the track, and I don't actually. I think I read somewhere Stephen Hunt from the TAB was saying that maybe the track was actually there was a false uh, reading earlier in the day as well, which can mm. throw some punters off. Look, I don't mind odds. It's all about trying to work out the risk. It was saying that I did back Zaki and told people it was twenty percent return. So, I mean, I, I look a bit silly there, but it's all part of it. Um, <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't be backing a thirty-six dollar shot unless I genuinely think it's way over the odds. It's all just what the, depends on the price, and it depends to the race, right? Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. My my dad, my dad, he loves it. He loves one of those ones. He loves one. Oh, he probably got on a couple of those because he loves. He always rings me. He rang me up last night when I just got. He's like, son, just back the twenty five dollar and five dollar shot, dollar <laughs> each way. So he he'll be someone to get on those. But there, was there a reason like uh, when you when you're racing on those uh, when horses are racing on those tracks, the, the wet tracks? Do you, is there something you look for? What do you look for when you when something's got those odds? But then you go back and you have a look at the form and you're like, okay. Breeding? That's probably why quite I often. I miss that. What's that? Breeding? The, the breeding, quite often. If, if mm. the, the uh, you know, the sire handled a wet track, but especially the dam. And if the dam raced, mm. what where, where around the New Zealand, Australia did she race and did she have success on any tracks? Um, I guess the other one that you always, I mean, really, you should be going back and looking at their previous race action. So, like, very elegant yeah. action lends herself to getting through the track. Um, you don't want horses that kind of have like a low slidey because, you know, you think about having to get your toe into it, you want to come down and be able to get out again. So, there's lots mm. of different things. Um, Mick, I think Mick Guerin a while ago did this big, he did a big sum up of kind of what you look for on it, and he kind of did a bit of a punter's masterclass on it. Maybe we should look to do that again. Maybe next winter, because we're into, or we could do it for good tracks. What do you look for on good and hard tracks going into mm. summer? Because we are, we should be coming out of this period of the year, and um, especially if we can get racing at Ellerslie, like you will get some dead tracks and some really nice firm tracks that are good to punt on, but you look for similar things just like you do for the wet ones, is he? So... Um, it's a good question. We'll we'll, um, we'll do some investigating, and I reckon find out for for everybody, eh? Nice, bud. Sounds good. Sounds good. Bit of video analysis, eh? It's it's key. It's key. It is key. <laughs> Twenty one minutes away from seven. Quizzy Dag is key to the show. Integral part of the first hour of the show. <laughs> And it's coming up very soon. I've seen the Chennai City Super Kings have just hit another six. In the meantime, 0800 Do you want a $50 TAB bonus bet? Did you follow me on Zaki and you didn't, you had it running through all your I'm Thunderstruck bets and you're feeling a little bit worse for wear, a little bit woozy this morning? Well, come on, give Vizzy a call. 0800 Let's have a crack at Quizzy Dag after this. 
1508 It's the Kennard's Hire phone line, and it's time for Quizzy Dad. Come on. It's not It's not a gimme today, so we're going to need some of you on the line. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a pass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies because this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811 now, give it a go, oh, oh. Yes, it's that time of the morning, beautiful Monday morning, and well, I don't know how this guy's feeling, I don't know how this guy's feeling, Dino from Nelson, good morning Dino. Good morning, how, how are you? you mate? Oh, a little bit sad after the game on the, on the weekend, but still, there's always another time. What, what was your take, mate? What was your take? It was a good game. It was a good game. Yeah, it was good. It, we didn't. It didn't help losing strange early though. So yeah, um, yeah, that was a big loss. But I thought Putty Putty Parkinson, Putty Putty Parkinson really stood up, and uh, I think it was just yeah. the start cost you, mate. The start when you when Hawks Bay scored those three early tries, it was always going to be a tough yeah. one. But anyway, we'll get into this. Oh, yeah, uh, Quizzy Dag, mate. Good luck. Question number one. How many knockdowns were there in Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder's trilogy yesterday? Three. Five. Three? Yep. No. No. Sorry, Dino. Cheers. Sorry, Dino. All good, mate. Craig. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. Good morning, Craig. How are you, bud? Good, mate. How many knockdowns were there in the Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder trilogy yesterday? How many knockdowns? Two. No, no, there wasn't. There wasn't two. There wasn't two. Sorry, mate. Zaid, good morning. Yep. How many um, knockdowns, there bud? Was, there was five. One in, uh, one in the third round. Two in the fourth round. One in the tenth round. One in the eleventh round. There you go, bud. There you go. Five. He's on fire, Zane. Great detail there, mate. Awesome. Waikato won the Farah Palmer Premiership Premiership on Saturday. Who won the championship? Yep. Um, uh, Manawa 2. Nice. Good work, Zane. Question number three, bud. Which driver yep. is one win away from become, becoming the youngest winner in the German DTM Championship? You guys had him on Thursday, Liam Lawson. Yeah, Zadie, he's on fire. He's a, he's a supporter. Good work, mate. Question number four. What was the final score in Hawks Bay's Tasman Ranfurly Shield defence against on, on Saturday? What was the score? 34 22. <laughs> oh, here he is. He's on. Welcome. Zadie's on. Here he goes to bring it home, mate. 50 bucks. Who did oh. the All Whites beat 2-1 yesterday? Oh, um, uh, Kos- Kosovo. Kos- Kos- uh, Kos- Kosovo 2-1. Oh, 2-1. Say it again. 
Kosovo. Kosovo. To. Yeah, I'll give that to you, mate. I'll give that to you. You've got the score. Good on you, man. Good on you, Zadie. You're a sports nut, mate. Good on you. You watch sport all weekend? You enjoy that weekend? Yeah, uh, I love the Tyson Fury fight yesterday. What was your take on it, mate? Give us a little summary. Uh, I, I thought it was um, pretty good. Um, obviously, um, I thought um, Wilder looked pretty good out, out the start, but then Fury just absolutely gassed him in those um, 10th and 11th round and obviously finished him. Yeah, mate, it was an awesome fight. It was an awesome fight. Stay tuned because we got a, we're going to review it after seven o'clock this morning. But well done on winning that fifty dollars, mate. That was an outstanding well, quiz from yourself. So thanks for your support, and we'll chat soon, Zade. Okay. Awesome. There you go. What a champion, mate. He watches sport. It was close. I. Kieran, how do you actually say? Is it yeah. Kurka? Yeah. Can Kurka? we? How do you say it? Kurka? What? What's the? Uh, does anyone actually have Kurka. the? Uh, I can. I can never. Kurakal. Kurakal. Curacao. 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 It's close enough. And it yeah, was um, it was actually a good win by the Whites. I think they've got another game against Bahrain on Wednesday, maybe. Oh, how good. Oh, man, I've got to sort guts. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so it's all right. You're all right, mate. I've got cramps. Let's, let's I've got cramps. All, you're all right, mate. You're, you're home alone, though, so at least the dog's going to come and save you. You're not happy with your hair loss. Make today your turning point in search. Ashley and Martin online. Well done, Zade. Good effort on Quizzy Dag. We'll be back with Trudy's World after this. Hey, Ricardo Ball here. And if you're. Five minutes away from seven, and well, we're talking. Uh, we're talking boxing after seven o'clock with Kevin Aole. He's out of the states, and he was there ringside watching that trilogy of well, epic proportions unfold yesterday. So, if you've got any questions, boxing related about Fury Wilder, send those in right now. Before we get there, it is time for. It's Trudy's world. It's Trudy's world. Oh, thank you, Joe. I'm going to match your singing now on a Monday and sing Monday, Monday. The Carpenters, <laughs> the Mamas and the Papas wrote songs about it. There's this one. That's the Boomtown Rats song about a woman who just decided to shoot people because she didn't like Monday. Just wanted to, but don't let's not do that. Um, so yeah, I, it's actually been proven though that it's actually Tuesday we hate the most. It's proven that Monday is not the most hated day of the week. It's Tuesday. Go figure. What's your favourite day of the week, Louis? Favorite. Saturday. Saturday. Is he? Favorite. Friday. Friday. Nice. Boys. Friday. Friday. Thursday. Thir- weirdo. Yeah. You. Wednesday. Yeah, weird. <laughs> the boys in what the about box. You? Yeah, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. But it's Tuesday because we've Monday we sort of get through with a bit of leftover booze and a bit of like, yeah, Monday, let's just get into it. Where Tuesday you still got a majority of the week, so that's yeah, so Monday, yeah. And what do most people do on the weekends? I know you picnics. young picnics. <laughs> <laughs> boys, Have a cup time of in quiet here. Ones? Sleep. <laughs> I'll second that. Yep. Cook, cook cauliflower cheese. Izzy, what do, what do you think most people do on weekends? Um, cook and eat? No, it's mowing the lawns and the outside jobs. <laughs> Little things like oh. that. We've seen <laughs> photos of you on Instagram, oh. Izzy, on your ride on lawnmower. <laughs> not surprised Izzy didn't say that. And you're soon not going to be able to use that ride on lawnmower because there's been a law that's just passed last week in California, the sale of petrol-powered lawnmowers, leaf blowers, chainsaws, weed trimmers, 
Wow. And golf carts, so anything that's petrol or makes a noise is out by 2024 in America. So that's obviously... Well, this gonna, is for like environmental purposes? Yeah, zero emissions and all that. So everything's got to be battery powered. So you're a little right on lawnmower, Ooh. you're going to have to upgrade to one of those fancy ones. Tesla. That you, just, you sit from your... Yeah, Tesla. Sit from your <laughs> lounge and put it onto your iPhone and, you know, you have the... Right, you've seen them, eh? The, like the Surely Robo Kubota The robot. Yeah, yeah, the robot ones. The robot. Well, sure, sure. Yeah, I think Kubota's so got the self-propelled uh, one, doesn't it? Yeah, and it just goes out by itself, yeah. Not going to lie, I had a look at a robot one, but there actually is a lot of work you've got to go. So you got your whole boundary, you've got to put a wire around your whole boundary of your lawn. And so this um, robot, once it gets flat, it can actually find its way back to the back to where its base is. But um, I think that's the way of the future. And I've spoken to people that have got them. They're pretty good, apparently. Very good, apparently. Um, they just go out and potter, potter around. They're very quiet. You don't even hear them. They just go around and mow the lawns and... You watch them from your... For their yeah. whole life cycle. Well, and they go back to their base. Like the size of like a little a size of a, Yeah, like a two, two suitcases and they're out just doing your lawns automatically and they go back to base. Exactly as he has done his research. I'm impressed. Um, and they go back to their little base but I've got a wealthy friend who's got them and, and they got stolen. <laughs> But they've got GPS trackers, oh. so the dude got nabbed straight away and didn't have the bases. So it's like, mm. what are you going to do with them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, so that's what's coming. It is it's battery kind of for operated the, it's for the elite, though, isn't it? This. For the elite. Yeah. It's, for, it's for the other side. The other I do half. have a little weed trimmer that's battery powered. You know, you just that's quite cool. I felt like I'd made it. Has there. anyone my got one? Pink. Has anyone got one? Give us a text. Let us know what they're like. Because Trudy, I had a look. I had a look, to be honest, but I've got a, yeah, it's, I don't think, my lawn was probably a little bit too big for it. Apparently it would take quite a long time to, to do it, but um, I had a wee look, and I just didn't feel comfortable, let's be honest. I didn't feel comfortable having this robot pottering around the house. I don't do anything at all. Like, imagine that, if people come over and sort of robot mine my lawn. <laughs> that is it, he's made it. I'm just setting myself up. <laughs> it would be great content for the rest of us. Double eight, double three. Have you got a robot lawn mower? Because lots of people, the robot vacuum cleaners are quite no, normal these days. So I guess, what's the difference? So let us know. I've got a robot vacuum cleaner. I've got one. <laughs> they, yeah. are, they are cool. I've got one too. They're the business. <laughs> we are, boys, we are working with the other half here. These are the elite. Trudy and Joe. Trudy and Izzy are the elite. Ah, good to know. Anyway, we're going to talk boxing very shortly with Kevin Aole. Coming up, it is the news for Kubota. They're shaping and building New Zealand. We're off to grab a little McCafe coffee. Get in touch with us. Want to know anything about the boxing? Double eight, double three. And it's just after seven o'clock. Thank you so much for joining us on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz is still in the UAE. We miss him, but his team has come. They have fought, they fought themselves back into this tournament. They place fourth at the moment. They've got a game coming up in a day or so. It's an eliminator game, so they need to win that to go through to the semi-final and then hopefully the final. So looking forward to supporting our man, Baz, and then hope to get him home soon. I know, listen, the kids will be missing him dearly. We definitely are here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. What an hour we've just had talking about mowers and mowing lawns. Izzy doesn't even mow his own lawns. He pays a bloke, Trudy. That's a lie, Brad. That's a lie. That's my brother-in-law. He should be working. He's got his ears in. Do some work, mate. Anyway, coming up on the show, we've got uh, a chat. We've got a talk, all this talk and hype about a horse named Zaki. Well, it was a raging hot favourite and probably flew well under the radar. As Tim, the teacher, knows, $8, and one, eight to one odds. How good was that? It flew home on the inside. We're going to chat to Tiakel trainer Jamie Richards about that horse, probably and that great win on the weekend. So looking forward to chatting to Jamie Richards.
about there. And then after eight, we're going to chat about the Hawks Bay game. Hawks Bay. Brendan O'Connor is going to join us and talk things, all things retaining that Ranfurly Shield. What a game. I know there was a lot of hype and a lot of anticipation build up for this match. A lot of, I think, three chartered planes flew to the mighty Hawks Bay. Tasman supporters hoping, hoping that they were going to get the Shield. Uh, the three times, third time unlucky. Last time that they had the Shield in the region was 73 when Marlborough beat Calibri in that match. So looking forward to chatting to him. And then Kirsten, Claire Kirsten, Silver Ferns as they lost to the uh, Aotearoa uh, men's netball side last night, 58-47. So we've got a good show coming up. But before then, before then, we're going to talk boxing. And we've got Kevin Ioli out of Yahoo Sports Boxing in America. And he's going to break down the fight for us by round by round. What a fight. It is 7.05 in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Taking supernatural strength. Well, not many people would put themselves through the punishment Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury did yesterday. For every underwhelming bout or fishy decision, two modern-day warriors put themselves in direct firing line of utter boxing punishment yesterday and delivered one of the greatest fights of modern history. Maybe history, full stop. There was only one champion this time, though, Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King, stopping the Brown Bomber late. One man was there and soaked it all up was Yahoo Sports Boxing columnist and expert Kevin Ioli. And Kevin was good enough to join us this morning. How are you, Kevin? I am doing awesome. Still coming down off a high after that fight last night. That was really quite a night. Yeah, what a fight, mate. We were watching it here all the way over in New Zealand, down under, and I just couldn't believe what I was seeing, mate. You want to break down that fight and what was the turning points and what did you see? Well, you know, I think that uh, the difference in the fight here is that Tyson Fury can go more than one way. He's a boxer. He's yeah. also a six foot nine and 273 pounds. He is also a big puncher. Um, Deontay Wilder has that great punch, but that's all he has. And Fury, Fury was able to exploit that. And, you know, as you saw in the fight, Fury went down in the fourth round. But he got back up, and he just used his boxing skills, and he was really beating Wilder, put, delivering a lot of punishment. Wilder, you know, I think Wilder made it a great fight because he said, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep coming. And you knew he had that power if he connected to knock Fury out. And so you were always on the edge of your seat because you're sitting there knowing, hey, this thing could be over at any minute. And, um, boy, it was quite the ending. And, and I thought both guys acquitted themselves well. And in my opinion, the best heavyweight title fight since Riddick Bowe and Evander Holyfield won, which I was at in 1992 here in Las Vegas. Wow, what a call, what a call, mate. I, I totally agree. It was an outstanding fight for a pundit and a fan. I absolutely loved it. Let's talk about Deontay Wilder. He he obviously put in a lot of work before this fight. He uh, gained some weight, gained some strength. He uh, was a lot of talk about his strength in the gym and transitioning that to the to the boxing ring. Do you, do you have a feeling that that affected him? He looked out on his feet. Round four, he was out on his feet, carrying all that weight 
Did it affect him in the end? I, I think the weight actually helped him. I mean, I think he lasted longer. And here's why. Because what Fury did in their second fight, and he did a lot last night, was he leaned on Wilder. He put, he made Wilder carry his weight. And there was no way that yeah. Deontay, you know, if he was light, could could stand up to that. As it was, he was 39 pounds less than Tyson Fury last night. That is a huge advantage. And, you know, when you're trying to uh, – and Deontay's not a guy with big legs, right? So he bulked his upper body up, but his lower body wasn't bulked up. And I think, you know, it helped him. Fury even in a minute it helped him. And he was able to kind of get Fury off him as in the early part of the fight. But as the fight wore down and Fury was so relentless and just kept coming – um, Deontay wasn't able to get him off as much. I, I think it was by far uh, the best choice for him to come in. They both came in at the heaviest that they were ever at in their career. I think from Deontay's standpoint, he wouldn't want to come in necessarily that big against almost anybody else. But against Tyson Fury, I think that that was the smart move. We've got Kevin Aoli on the line right now. He's from Yahoo Sports. He's their uh, boxing genius. Send us a message, double eight, double three. We'll put it to Kevin while we still got him on the line. Uh, the day after what was one of the great fights, right? What about the, the respect in the boxing community? You're surrounded by people that know and love the sport, Kevin. For these both these both of these athletes and what they put up out in the ring yesterday, what's the vibe in Vegas today? I think, you know, everybody is saying the same thing. You know, they're, they're giving out a tremendous amount of respect, not only to Fury, who very well deserves it and did, you know, a fantastic job, but to Deontay Wilder. I mean, that guy, you know, he, he took so much punishment, so much abuse, and he never stopped coming. Uh, I, I have a feeling that if referee Russell Mora would not have mercifully stopped that bout when he went on the 11th round, that he would have gotten up and tried to continue. Um, you know, he just was really amazing. Uh, I give him a lot of credit uh, for what he did. And I think the fact that he fought back so hard made it uh, that much of a better fight. You know, I think a lesser man and a, and a lot of guys in boxing would not have taken that, uh, would have, you know, kind of backed off and accepted the fate and just gotten finished early. Wilder did not do that, and he took tremendous punishment uh, all 11 rounds uh, at, a, at a high cost. You know, you wonder if that may end his career. You know, can you come back from a beating like that? But he, he laid it all on the line, and I think that's what everybody is thinking, that these were two guys. A lot of fights don't deliver. A lot of fights are disappointments. Nobody came out of that fight last night saying they were disappointed. No way, no way. What a heart of a line, mate. He was, like you said, he just kept getting up, kept coming. doesn't matter. He was taking punishment that whole entire flight. You spoke about it. Is, that the end of, is this the end of Deontay Wilder? Is, is that the last we're going to see of him? Or can he come back and keep going? 41 fights, 35 years of age. What next? Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. I mean, he did not speak to the media last night. He, they took him to a local hospital for examination. Um so, you know, don't know what he's thinking. My sense is that he probably will want to fight. But when you take a beating like that, you need to take a long time off. And, and here's the conundrum that he faces, given that. Last night's fight was the first fight that he, uh, he fought in 20 months since the prior Fury fight. Now you got to look and think he's got to take at least nine months uh, to a year off to recover from that fight. And if he does that, you know, like his, you know, time frame is just getting pushed back. He's 35 years old, and that's just a lot, a lot of inactivity. And how does that affect him? He's made a ton of money in the ring, um, and I know, you know, he's not a guy that 
you know, is a boxing lifer. And I think, uh, you know, it would not surprise me if he walks away. You know, if he says, hey, I've made the money, I supported my family the way I wanted to, and, and that he walks away. Yeah, nice, mate. Nice. He has got a life after this. He's got a family, and uh, we know the boxing is a is a brutal game. You know, we saw last night with with head injuries and concussions. It is a big talking point in sports. Yep. So, yeah, I hope he makes that right decision, whatever's right for his family. But let's talk about uh, Tyson Fury and what next for Tyson Fury. He holds the WBC as lineal heavyweight champion of the world. He's at Olex, uh, Alexander Usyk holds the other bouts. What next? And is he the king? Is he the king of the heavyweights? There was a lot of talk about Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. They are the number one and two in the heavyweight division. What next for Tyson? And, and can he go and, and get those bouts from Alexander Usyk? Well, uh, Tyson Fury, I think, would want to do that. But first, he's going to have other business because Usyk uh, owes Anthony Joshua a rematch. Joshua has yeah. already... Uh, you know, enforce the rematch clause. So Usyk is going to have to fight Joshua one more time. So I think what you might see uh, Deontay Wilder do is fight somebody like Dillian White. Uh, Dillian White was the WBC interim champion. Um, the, the WBC will want to get that fight out of the way. So and that that'd be you know for kind of an intermediate fight, like you know one you know between um, this fight and and the Usyk fight or or Joshua, whoever the winner would be uh, for Tyson. I think Dillian White would be a big fight in the UK. Both guys from the United Kingdom, you know, both have good resumes. You know, obviously Tyson Fury, you know, I think is not only the man in, in the heavyweight division now, but he is one. You know, I wrote in my column today on Yahoo Sports. I think when you look at it, you go, he's got to be considered one of the great heavyweights of all time. Who would beat this guy at 6'9", 277 pounds, as good a boxer he is? I mean, I, I'm not saying he's the greatest ever, but you got to put him in that conversation for sure. How do you stack that up? I mean, you're obviously a bit of a boxing historian as well, Kevin, but how do you, in your mind, how do you run that hypothetical? What What is it about Tyson Fury that has made him, or put him even in the conversation for you? Well, you know, let, let's just say if he was a normal size heavyweight, you know, 6'3", 220, or 230, I mean, he's, he's a terrific boxer for a big man, and he's 6'9", 275. He's got a big punch, as he's proven to Deontay Wilder now. What did he knock him down? I think in two fights, I think he knocked him down five times, in the last two fights five times. Um, you know, he, he's got a big punch. He's a, he's a big, tall guy. Uh, he's got this massive reach. So now I look and I go back and I say, okay, let's go to, you know, each um, – uh, segment of history. Let's go back. You know, how does he do against Muhammad Ali? Well, you know, Muhammad Ali, uh, you know, everybody calls him the greatest and, and my idol, and I love Muhammad Ali. But he was 6'3, about 215, 218 at his peak. Tyson Fury at 6'9, 275 is going to cause a lot of problems for him. Um, you know, Joe Lewis, you go back to Joe Lewis way back. You know, Joe Lewis was six foot, you know, just over six foot and weighed 205 pounds. Um, you know, you talk about Riddick Bowe, Riddick Bowe, Lennox Lewis, you know, Holyfield Tyson. Those guys would have been in there with him, but, you know, they, they all gave up, you know, a, a immense amount of size. So I, I just think, you know, the size factor, given what else he has in his arsenal, there's nothing that he lacks. You know, he's, he's not the, uh, the quickest heavyweight ever, but he's accurate. Uh, he's got the massive size. He's got big pop. Uh, and he's smart. You know, he's one of the smartest boxers. He makes a lot of adjustments on the fly. And so I, I look at that and I say, I, I think he rates, you know, can, in my mind, he's one of the top 10 heavyweights of all time. 
we can't really rightly place him until his career is over, and we see exactly what he's done. But I think he's made a heck of an argument for himself against some of the greatest uh, who have ever done it. Isn't it interesting that he's only 32 or 33, right? And it feels like Tyson Fury's been in our lives for so long, maybe because of the way he carries yeah. on. And he kind of carries on like a guy you wouldn't expect to have that ring craft and be the boxing savant he is. But from people, boxing professionals like yourself, Kevin, it kind of sounds like he is on another level intellectually when he's in the ring that maybe Usich is the only guy in the division that can match him. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, Usyk has that you know boxing IQ that's really good, and Usyk is a tremendous boxer. Um, I, I had written before Usyk fought Anthony Joshua that I said, you know, Usyk had his first fight at heavyweight. He looked kind of mediocre against Chaz Witherspoon, and I said, if I had not seen that fight, I would 100 times out of 100 pick Usyk to beat Anthony Joshua because of how good his boxer he was. Now, I saw that fight, and so it kind of biased me, and I picked against uh, Usyk. I had Joshua, so I was wrong on that. But Usyk has got great boxing skills, no doubt about it. But how does he contend, you know, he looked tiny against Anthony Joshua, and Anthony Joshua is three inches shorter than Tyson Fury and 35 pounds lighter. So, you know, when you add, you know, add that on, I mean, that's a tall order for somebody even like, uh, you know, I think if you look at uh, excuse me, Alexander Usyk as a, uh, just a standalone guy, you say, man, he is a big dude, but he, he's a dwarf again next to Tyson Fury. So, it's, you know, he, he's a kind of a freak of nature with that size and that ability to uh, box like he has. Mate, we, there was a lot of talk about this mega fight. The mega fight, Joshua Fury, and there was all talk about that. Now Alexander Usyk has come in and shook up the division. Can the, with the rematch coming up, can Joshua, with his boxing skill set, with his uh, boxing prowess, can he get the job done? Has he got the tools to beat Usyk and get that potentially get that mega fight back on the cards? I think he does, but you know he has to. I, I thought he fought a really poor tactical fight. You know, I thought he fought the exact fight that Usyk would have wanted him to fight. And, you know, he has to fight like a big man. You know, he doesn't have to just try to brawl and, and turn it into a street fight. But I, I think he has to impose his size on Usyk and, and his will on Usyk. And he tried to box with the boxer, and Usyk clearly outboxed him. I think he needs to be a boxer-puncher the next time they go at it. And, you know, and he, I thought he got really poor advice in the corner. It was uh, trainer Rob McCracken. Even after the 11th round, when it was very obvious that he was way behind on the scorecards and needed a knockout uh, to win the fight, you know, his trainer said after the 11th round, okay, get out there and use your jab and, and move side to side. And, you know, that's the total wrong thing to say to him. And, and I'm not sure what McCracken was thinking. Um, and so I hope for their sake that, you know, um, they can bring another voice into the corner just to give a different perspective. Joshua and McCracken have been together for a long time. And I have a feeling that, you know, the message is getting a little bit stale. I think Rob is a good trainer, but I think he could uh, benefit uh, Anthony could benefit by having another voice, not replacing uh, Rob, so to speak, but just to have another guy in there to consult with and, and, and see things maybe in a different light. Oh, brilliant stuff, Kevin. That's that's awesome insight, man. I mean, you're over there, you're on the ground, and just giving us that perspective on, I guess, how big of a fight this was, the respect between from the boxing community to these two fighters, and then also where Tyson Fury might stack up in history. It's great stuff. So you can go read Kevin uh, at Yahoo Sports, and hopefully we can catch up another time. Anytime. I appreciate you guys having me.
No worries. Kevin Aoli out Thanks, of mate. Yahoo Sports in the States. Tyson Fury for you. Is he top 10? Where does he go? Is he there? Is he right up there oh, with the greats? Matt. Oh, he has to be. He has to be. Like, just for me, it's, been, it's what we talk a lot about mental health on here, and we know his struggles he's gone through. For someone to go through and be so open about that and, and to get to the heights where he was undisputed heavyweight champion of the world and then relinquish that and go through his struggles to get back on top of the world, that for me just showcases someone that is mentally tough and has to go down as one of the greats, um, if not the greatest. So like he just said, his career is not over yet. He's still got a long way to go. He's only 32. I couldn't believe I was older than him um, <laughs> when I saw his, saw his age. Like He just seems like he's been around for a very long time and he's done so many amazing things and you just think he'd be... A lot older than he is, but um, that is the great question. And let us know at home, double eight, double three. Where does Tyson Fury rank amongst the greatest? Is he one of the greatest of all time? Is he the greatest of all time? Or does Muhammad Ali, Tyson, uh, Mike Tyson, um, Joe Frazier, you know, Lennox Lewis from the British, you know, like where do where do they stand? Give us a text on double eight, double three, because we want to hear from you. It's a fascinating uh, chat we should have because. Tyson Fury has to rank amongst the top, top he, three at least for sure. Well, I tell you what he does rank in is he at least if he might not be the greatest boxer and double eight, double three, you tell us he'd be the greatest heavyweight singer, wouldn't he? <laughs> A touchdown in the land of the Delta Blues in the middle of the pouring rain. WC Handy. He's on a level. <laughs> we wondered what he was going to be singing. Well, it was a remat. It was a remix. Forget Memphis. It's all about Walking Vegas. In Vegas. <laughs> ah, he's a legend. He's an entertainer, mate. He's an entertainer, and oh man, he's so good. And you know the best thing about that? He went eleven rounds, mate. He went eleven rounds, and he went another round at the nightclub. He was DJ. He was dancing with Steve Aoki. <laughs> I know I spoke about him last week. Steve Aoki is a DJ. Go check his Instagram out, mate. He's out there partying to all hours of the morning. So he's got stamina, the Tyson Fury. He can wow. stay all day, just like the Hawks Bay Magpies. We'll touch on those shortly. But double eight, double three, where does he rank in the greatest boxers of all time after yesterday's performance? And where does that fight rank for you? Because for me, and I haven't been on this planet Earth for that long, but that was the best heavyweight boxing match and best boxing fight I've ever seen. Absolutely loved it. 23 minutes past seven. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. We'll be back shortly. It's 28 minutes past 7 o'clock. Gig says Ali number one, Tyson two, Fury three on double eight, double three. Thank you, Gig. Keep your messages coming through or give us a call on 0800 150 811 on the Kennards Higher phone line if you have an opinion on the boxing that was some sort of match yesterday. But it wasn't the only spectacle over the weekend that Izzy Dag was up and, up and about about. They did, they did. What a game, what a game. I've got a minute to summarise this, and we'll get back to it a bit after the news with Trudy later on today, because I haven't stopped. I can't stop talking about this. A minute no, gives it no justice to chat about this game. Um, what, a, what a game, what a cracking game. I was lucky enough to be able to witness that game firsthand, and uh, look, look, take it hands off to, to Tasman. They came here, and they, they, they played some rugby, but Hawks Bay 
The stats say that they punish teams off the counter-attack. The ability to score tries from long range showcased that in the first 20 minutes when they scored some outstanding tries. Uh, Eddie Inardi scoring that first one. Offload, I think the offloading was uh, the ability for Hawks Bay to offload the ball, keep the ball alive, play fast and quick and not give Tasman time to set on defence was the telling point in the end. They scored some great tries. I think the uh, stats in the first half were 30% possession, 30% territory to Hawks Bay. So they didn't have any territory, any ball, but when they had the ball, they made it count. Um, Stacey Ely try offloading again. Brendan O'Connor's try. The first half was was great. The only thing that kept uh, Tasman in the game was ill-discipline. So Hawks Bay got penalised off the park in that first half. And Mitch Hunt um, actually kicked kicking them goals and kicking them um, points to keep them in that half. So 24-19 at half time. I'm trying to rush my way through this. Look, it was a great game, and and this has to say that this 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 performance by Hawks Bay and, and the the dynasty that they're creating will potentially could match the the dynasty that the '63 and '60s Hawks Bay ran through the shield. When you got McRae, you got Furlong, you got Tremaine, the guys like that, and what they've been able to achieve. Like this team, Hawks Bay, they are top of the Premiership division at the moment. And they are leading the way. So, and they're playing some great rugby, and they've got some great. So, look, I was I was proud. I was proud to be a Hawks Bay lad. And there was a few uh, moments in that game. I think it was Issy Tuanga Fussy's no arms tackle was deemed foul play and dangerous play, but Hawks Bay scored, and it wasn't a yellow card. So that was a big talking point from that game. But um, look, we've got to get to the tr- uh, news of Trudy by Kubota, but we'll come back and touch on it a bit later on there, Louis. Yeah, don't need to rush, mate, because we've got our Choices Flooring poll coming up, and I dare say Hawks Bay, because you're right, that was a huge gutsy performance. So we'll put that in there, and we'll get you to circle back and just yep. finish off some of those points, because it was a massive performance, and old Cash Dixon out there just leading <laughs> like the only way he can. But it is time for the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are building and shaping New Zealand, our Choices Flooring poll, and Izzy's thoughts on the Hawks Bay coming back up after this. Welcome back in. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 27 minutes away from 8 on Monday the 11th, and there is so much to get through this morning. A busy sporting weekend around the world. Uh, Stephen Fleming's Chennai Super Kings, well, they got their much-needed win in the IPL playoffs. So, Baz, it's up to you tonight, well, about 3 a.m. tomorrow morning. We'll be here, and we will give you that result when that one comes through. There's plenty going on, Izzy, including the Chatham Cup. Remember we spoke to Tom Schwartz a couple of weeks ago, a couple of Fridays ago? Yes, yes. Tommy yep. Schwartz and Cashmere Tech, well, congratulations, lads. As far as I'm aware, you're the, Cashmere, uh, the Chatham Cup champs, so good on you. That is a huge result for the Christchurch Club. Great result, great result. We'll have to get them back on, mate, and see, see how they... The, you know, I know the brothers, the coach, and uh, well, yeah, just get a little summary, because it's flowing under the radar, mate. Like, with so much sport on, every... It's just tough to take uh, take it all on, but, mate, there's, congratulations to James. They'll be uh, day two of Mad Monday right now, and as everybody knows, day two is better than day one. So uh, they'll be loving it. If they're if 7, 7.30, oh, they'll be waking up shortly and about to dust it off and go again. So enjoy it, boys. But there's plenty going on, um, including the racing. Jamie Richards coming up, the head trainer for Tiaka, of course, probably was trainer shortly. But it is time for our weekend choices poll. Choices Flooring's Floor for Living catalogue is out now, Izzy. And you can go to Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on Twitter. Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on Twitter. Or text us, double eight double three. This morning, like every Monday morning, I want to know. 
performance of the weekend. And I'm giving you these options. Tyson Fury, huge, probable, massive. Waikato Farapama Cup team with all their disruption, knocking off Canterbury, who's looking to build a dynasty. Huge. Or Hawks Bay Magpies defending... (laughs) defending the mighty log of wood. Izzy, because something you just said before triggered me, you're putting these guys up there with one of the great Hawks Bay teams of all time. You think their era is starting to collide and maybe this is one of the, the great teams. So that's really interesting out of you. So Texas, double eight, double three, performance of the weekend, Fury, Probabil, Hawks Bay, Waikato Farapama Cup team. For you, Hawks Bay, is that where you're leaning or...? Look, I spoke with you because you asked what is the big match of the weekend. I went... Tyson and and uh, Wilder, and that was oh, that was a cracking game, a uh, cracking fight, I must say. But I I can't go past Hawks Bay. Like I, I want to keep touching on it uh, a bit later on because that was that was great, that was great. But look, look, let's be honest. And then you think of Probabil. Probabil wasn't expected to win that, so it flew under the radar. Hawks Bay were probably expected to win the Tasman for, uh, game. Tyson Fury was probably expected to win the Wilder fight. You know, Waikato. That's another one they weren't expected. So there's you know, it's how you summarise and how you get to this. I'm going Hawks Bay, mate. Hawks Bay all day. <laughs> Hawks Bay all day. James, easy dub. Unlucky Tasman. There you go. That is from James on the text line. He is pumped. He is absolutely pumped for Hawks Bay, James. I'm the same. Hawks Bay all day, Louis. Phil's a Hawks Bay fan, but he's still salty somehow. The Hawks Bay Magpies deserve all the credit playing the whole game. 15 on 18. I hope the ref is a couple of weeks off. Ash Dixon, what a legend. Go well in Japan. One of the greatest players and leaders that never played for the ABs. Phil from Hastings. Just love it, Phil. James says Hawks Bay, easy choice. And um, there you go. Oh, no, we've we've had a correction on the football. But that's all right. We can deal with that. I'll, I'll check that out and I'll go and have a look and make sure that we've got those details bang on. Jamie Richards is the trainer of Probable. That, he's coming up very shortly because, as you said, Izzy, she's part of the Choices Flooring Weekend poll because she's knocked off Zaki and done New Zealand. Very, mm. very proud. That would be my choice for the Choices Flooring Weekend poll, by the way. I don't know if I'm allowed to vote, but I'm going to go vote anyway. It's 22 minutes away from eight. Jamie Richards, he's not far away. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. 17 minutes away from eight o'clock. Keep your nominations coming in for our Choices Flooring Performance of the Weekend. You've got a few to choose from. Is it Tyson Fury? Is it Hawks Bay? Is it the Waikato woman? Or is it who our next guest is here to talk about? Probabil after she knocked off Zaki. I've got a bit of a confirmation there. Sorry, I got my words wrong. English Cup is what Kashmir Tech won over the weekend. They are still waiting to play their final in the Chatham Cup, of course, so that'll be done soon. But go on, the Schwartz boys, they will be up and about this morning. Zaki's got a race here in the straight at the 300. Holmesman just in front. Zaki has to find because Probabil's driven through a non-conformist. Zaki's really going to have to find at the 150. Probabil's wayward. Non-conformist the threat then Zaki. Probabil and non-conformist. Probabil just in front. Non-conformist drives. Photo. Photo finish. Non-conformist or Probabil. Well, Matty Hill, I'll give you the tip. Uh, Zaki didn't find and probably won the photo. On up the rail, she might have been wayward, but she got her nose down. There's no question she's not. She's our best racehorse, thoroughbred racehorse in New Zealand. But picking up her fourth group one on Saturday over in Australia, all of them 
Um, I, she's never been in a horse with as much hype as Zaki. It was a special, special Group 1 performance in the might and power. Jamie Richards is her trainer who is back here down in Matamata. Morning, Jamie. Morning, boys. Hey, mate, congratulations. It must be a huge thrill for the whole barn. Of course, Brendan and Joe Lindsay, the owners as well. Where were you? How did you watch it on Saturday, and what were the scenes live from your place? Uh, no, I just watched it at home, um, just on my own, actually. Don't mind, uh, don't, watch it, don't mind watching them on our own, just in case things don't go as planned. But, um, yeah, certainly, uh, certainly a great one. Yeah, well, that's fair enough as well. You don't want to, you don't want to have a big party and then things don't go right. That's not really your style, is it? Was it? It was a great win. You don't have to understate it so much. I mean, it's her first win in that sort of company over that distance. Did you think that we spoke on Saturday morning and it's kind of hard to know? You said if Zaki's got a chink in his armour, we'll be there to find out. But did you kind of going into the race? What were your actual expectations? Uh, we knew that she was fit and ready. Um, you know, it was always going to run really well, like she like she always does. As long as she gets, um, as long as she gets a good track, she never lets us down. Um, and the only time that um, she just probably runs below par a little bit is when the rain arrives. Um, but yeah, she was brilliant, and um, it was a tricky little race, no doubt about that. Um, she was sort of poking up the fence there, which isn't really her sort of style. She prefers to get out of it, have a bit of galloping room, but. Um, yeah, she was brilliant and um, just got her nose down at the right time. Was uh, you know, it was a real head bobber, but thankfully we got the nod. Right, how tough is she? How tough is she? I've watched her race a couple of times now, and she just looks like she's got that determination, that grit, to just fight to the end and just get up. Uh, you know, I've watched her a couple of times just win by her nose, but she's got that determination, that fight to get the get over that line. Hundred percent, and um, you yeah, can find a. You know, if we can find another length or two, which she needs. Um, but yeah, great, great performance, and I'm um, very proud of her, and um, proud of Ashley, who's um, <clears throat> been over there looking after them and, and done a wonderful job. At, you know, in these sort of uncertain times where I haven't been able to get over there with the, with the COVID restrictions and the like. So shout out Ashley, who's done a superb job for you. But when you sent probably on her way, so she did come back here, didn't she? You did have a look at her and you got her ready to go. When you sent her on her way, what were you kind of... Do you think she's five now? She's a mare. She's a five-year-old mare who's kind of probably... She's done everything the owners could have ever wanted. Did you think that when you were sending her on her way for this preparation, it was kind of like she was ready to go to another level, Jamie? She was ready to hit her career peak? Um, Yeah, I guess... um hard to say um, because when we sort of send her away she'd had a couple of trials uh, trialling on wet ground just sort of going around flopping around <clears throat> like she does um, but then when she gets the blinkers on and the good ground which is really important for her she, she has been able to as you say get to get to a career high so um, yeah it could have gone one of two ways as you see with sort of Avon Targe and Melody Bell unfortunately we had to retire then um, but thankfully, probably it was being being able to fly the flag for us. Mate, what do you make of uh, Zaki's performance? Like, there was a lot of chat before the race, and all the limelight was on Zaki, dollar twenty. So you just kind of forgot about all the other horses in the race. But what was your take on Zaki's performance? And uh, you know, it's it's human. Well, it's not; it's a horse. But you I, know, I, what I, mean. I still thought that the horse <laughs> horse ran well. Um, yeah, um, he's. Uh, you know, there's a few sort of people saying 
maybe he might be a little bit better right-handed. Maybe he's a bit better when, the, when there's a bit more rain around. Um, and I guess that the... Sort of even speaking to James on Saturday night, um, James rode a horse for us in Sydney. I sort of picked his brain a little bit about Zaki as well. Um, and he said maybe he needed to be out sort of rolling along a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I certainly don't think he's down and out. Um, he's mm. seems to be trained by a very good young trainer in Annabelle Nisham. Um, no doubt she'll have um, uh, plenty of things going through the back of her mind about how they can sort of get him going again. Um, but, yeah, I certainly wouldn't be... Um, putting a line through him, he can bounce back very quickly. It does raise some really interesting questions about the kind of spring carnival, especially the Cox Plate field. Also, um, Jamie, I guess the, the with travel restrictions, so maybe typically James McDonald previously would have gone down to ride, not that you can't necessarily knock Willow's ride on Zaki, but when you're chopping and changing jockeys at this elite level, is it is it necessarily ideal for a trainer, or is it, can it be a bit of a um, frustration from time to time? Oh, I can... You know, it certainly can be a little bit frustrating, but um, uh, when we're talking about you know those sorts of horses and those sorts of riders, um, you're not you're not losing you know uh, anything. Um, obviously, Craig won on them at Sandown, um, and yeah, things just just didn't go right there on on Saturday for them. But um, uh, no doubt he'll bounce back. So the Cox Plate field, I, what would the worst track you'd run probably on on a Cox Plate be, do you suspect? I mean, you're probably not going to send her out to failure, and as you alluded to, the only time she's ever let you down or it hasn't been at her best as well at wet tracks. So, I mean, is that is the Cox Plate still the plan, but it is, a, is it conditional on weather and track conditions? 100%, yep. Cox Plate in a fortnight is the, is the aim, um, but we just need to make sure that she's running on a good track and if we didn't get the track conditions that we needed, whether that be sort of good to dead, um, then we have got the option of waiting another week for the uh, uh, for the Empire Rose uh, at Flemington and and um, and Mia's company. So yeah, as I say, the, the Cox Plate's still the main aim two weeks, um, but if it was to be rain effective, we'd look at other options. Yep, love it, mate. And uh, we've got to ask, on trivia, trialled up. She trialled up super alongside or Classique Legend, who's the favourite for the Everest. So you've, you've officially put a line through the Everest, which would have only been a, a bit of a pipe dream or might not have even been entirely possible. I'm not sure what the conversations were like there, but she's still all set for the invitation in two weeks as well. And how are you hearing? Uh, what, what's your dad saying about reports on Entrevier? Yeah, all good there. Um, trialled well, as you said. Uh, just got to wrap her up in cotton wool for the next couple of weeks and get through the 23rd and um, she'll she'll turn up there in, in really good shape and, and ready to run well. Beautiful stuff, Jamie. All the best, mate. Oh, actually, before we let you go, uh, this weekend, Group 1, Livermore, Pre de Fur, Savion Blanc, are they still on track and how have they been going? Yep, happy with both of those. They'll both run well. Um, uh, Pre de Fur's in a good space. Um, the only thing you've just got to be a bit mindful with him is He's going to be having his fourth run in eight weeks and, and three trips to Hastings, which um, can take a bit of a toll on the horses. Um, and Savion Blanc, she's going really well. I was disappointed with her at Tarafa when she missed the kick badly, uh, but she has done that before. Um, so I just hope that she doesn't do that down here again on, on Saturday. But um, both horses look great. Awesome, mate. Great. Thanks for, having, thanks for your time this morning. And thanks, congratulations Jamie. again. That's a, a huge result for yourself in Cambridge Stud. Thanks, boys. Have a good week. See ya. There you go.
Is he? Probably. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. We went the wrong Probably. way. We should have put Probably in our multi. We should have been Patriots. I know. <laughs> I, I know. And that's the thing. Like I spoke about, mate, Zaki, when you see a dollar twenty favourite, you, you lose sight of everything else around it. Yeah. I, like, I don't even know Probably was in that race. And then it went on to beat Zaki. <laughs> Oh, I was so gutted, and my brother-in-law got on it. He got it at eight oh, bucks as well. And Tim, the teacher, got on at eight bucks. Our multi would have been good. Man. Oh, I'm not looking forward to chatting to Formwari, but anyway. Oh, I don't know. Like, I blame myself, but at least, like, it's so ridiculous that Zaki just didn't even run up. Like, it didn't even run in the top two. It's so ridiculous mm. that I almost, it's, like, easy to kind of just throw out and we'll be back. We, we, at least we're there or thereabouts. I'm Thunderstruck in Hawks Bay. It's not like our radar is so far off, is he? We're there. We're ready for a breakthrough. So we'll tell Paul that when he's up just after 8.20. It's seven minutes away from 8. The Kennard. Our phone line is 0800 150 Give us a call. What was your performance of the weekend? The Waikato Whatapama Cup team, Probabil, or was it Tyson Fury, or maybe even, like Izzy Dag, Hawks Bay. Back shortly on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Yeah, we're coming up to the news with Trudy. Then we're going to talk more Hawks Bay rugby and the Randville this year. Brendan O'Connor is going to be back on the show. And as he is fizzed up for it, that's his choice's flooring poll result. There's a couple of texts here, is he? Well, other people have uh, they've put their nominations through. Yep, Waikato FPC win. Still bloody hurts losing the 2017-2018 finals to those Cantabs. I won't. The bloody Cantabs. That's from Chase and Waiuku. Yeah, that was a great performance by the girls and uh, saw what it meant to them post-match with all those explicit swear words and <laughs> all the emotions they were on display on Sky Sports. So, look, I loved it. I loved it. We've got another text here as well. Lads, huge day in racing on Saturday. How good was my great mare Magic Ikanto in the Group 3 in Harwood? The best day I've had in racing. Love it. Leave your name, bud. Leave your name. And where was your tip last week? You didn't even tip that out. $29. It, it paid 29 bucks. 29 bucks. Did you get a piece of that? Surely you got a piece of that, mate. You are flying. <laughs> That'll be a, what a what a bit eight dollars a place. Remember this morning, Izzy? We were saying who would be backing that? You said my dad would be. Well, this person owns yeah. the horse. Leave us your name. Yeah. Congratulations, mate! You've got a group now. You've got a group uh, mare that you can use as a brood mare, and you've probably backed a hunt, put a little cheeky hundred on it. Twenty nine dollars. Oh. Life would be so good. Sweet. Give us a call. Give us a call. I want to chat about that. Because I'm keen to get a horse too, so you can give us all the gravy on that, but there you go. It's time for the news with Trudy. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Monday, the 11th of October. It's just after 8 o'clock. And here and on here for Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz is still over in the UAE. We miss him. He's leading the charge as Calcutta Night Riders. Do battle in the morning. We'll cover that game tomorrow morning. Looking forward. Hopefully he gets up and gets to take on Stephen Fleming's Chennai Super Kings. How good would that be? A little battle of the Kiwi coaches over there in the UAE. Well, what a show we've had so far. We've talked a lot of boxing, a lot of racing, and a lot of rugby. And coming up later on, we've got netball. So we spoke to Kevin Aoli out of the Yahoo Sports Boxing. He broke down the fight that was Tyson Fury. Deontay Wilder, is this the end of Deontay Wilder? He is 35 years of age. He has had 41 fights. He has stamped his mark on the heavyweight division. And Tyson Fury, well, 
He is the king of the heavyweight division in my eyes. And uh, we want to hear from you at home. Keep the texts coming in. Your top five. Where does, where does Tyson Fury rank amongst all-time boxers around the globe? We've had Ali. We've had Ty, uh, Mike Tyson. We've had Lennox Lewis. We've, the list goes on. The list goes on. So keep those texts coming in. Gig said Ali, Fury, uh, Tyson, and then Fury rank number three. So where does Tyson Rank among the all-time greats. Keep those coming. And we spoke to Jamie Richards about Probabil. What is needed from Probabil to get the win at the Cox Plate? He delved into a bit of detail. You want to listen to that. You want to hear it. So make sure you head to our podcast on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Download the SENZ app and you'll get all the gravy about Probabil heading into the Cox Plate. He is confident, but he needs a few things to go his way and her way as well. So... Make sure you head to the Baz and Izzy for breakfast and you'll get some good insights and details on Probabil. Coming up on the show at about 8.40, we're going to chat to Claire Kirsten. She is part of the Silver Fern side and like Trudy just said, they played the Aotearoa men's side, netball side last night in a fast and physical encounter. The Ferns winning that 58-47. to But it wasn't as easy as the scoreline suggests. It was a very physical performance. The men's side leading that first quarter. They had to make a few changes. Grace Nowicki, she stood up. She was uh, outstanding last night. 39 of 44 goals. And uh, she led that uh, Silver Fern side to victory last night. So looking forward to Chan too. But coming up anyway. Coming up right now. This is a McCafe coffee catch-up. There's time to chat to Brendan O'Connor. He is part of the Bay. The Bay, because the shield is staying put where it belongs in the Bay, the real Bay. Tasman had to wait decades for their shot to take the shield, and after a brutal and intense encounter, it was the Magpies staying firm who came out on top. 34-22, Brendan O'Connor had a great impact on this game and is in some superb form, and he's holding it down with Ash Dixon for the Corals, the old talisman of the side. He's on the line now. Good morning, Brendan. Good morning, good morning. How are you, buddy? How's the body? You recovered well? It was a pretty physical and brutal encounter. Yeah, the body's a bit sore. Uh, luckily, we got a bit of a light day today, so yeah, the old body's hanging on a bit. Nice, mate. Tell us about, talk to us about that performance. Like your, your boys flew out of the blocks, scored some outstanding tries in that first 20 minutes. But then discipline was a telling factor in that match that kept Tasman in the game. Give us your your take on the game, mate. Oh, yeah, mate. Really happy with it. I, uh, like you said, we got off to a really good start. I thought our defence was outstanding. We probably probably got guilty of chasing a few rucks where we gave away um, quite a mm. few penalties that kept them in it. But, um, no, really, really stoked with the performance overall. Mate, let's talk about that defensive and the breakdown area. Has that been a big part? of the Hawks Bay's Magpies um, sessions over the last couple of weeks, that breakdown, like yourself, um, you got Mick Alley too, you got Devin Flanders in there, he's getting a lot of turnovers, Tom Parsons, even Locke, everyone, seemed like everyone was getting in there. Is that a big part to the Hawks Bay uh, game plan? Yeah, I think it's a real strength of ours. Like you see, we've got a lot of boys who are good over the ball. Um, for us, it's probably just uh, making good decisions. Uh, we, we're probably a little bit inaccurate at times there, but and saying that we don't want to go away at what we're good at, and that's, and that's getting out of the ball and getting a lot of jackal turnovers, and then from there we can give the ball to our backs, and you know how dangerous they can be. 
Now I've got to ask you about Mark Ozic. He's obviously going to Perth. He's going to be a huge loss for Hawk, Hawks Bay Rugby, mate. Have you have you been impressed with what he's been able to do over the last couple of years? Bring this young side. We've got to imagine this this side is very young. A lot of these guys were still at Hastings Boys and Lindisfarne College not so long ago. But have you been happy with how Mark Ozic has uh, transformed this Hawks Bay Magpie side? Time he's got to leave Hawks Bay, but I'm um, really happy for him to get a gig like that, and you know he deserves every every part of it. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is he's, he's just a good bugger. Like he can have an answer with the boys, and he's he's open to a bit of feedback, and will listen to the boys when they, um, yeah, like I, like I said, when they can give him some feedback. And yeah, he's come through coaching a lot of those young boys with Hastings boys and all that, and um, I think he's mm. really brought them through really well and. So taught them how to go about things. What about Ash Dixon, mate? Uh, the standing ovation, I was lucky enough to be able to comment, commentate that game and just seeing the standing ovation he received when he walked off. Tell us about his influence amongst this team and, and the respect that everyone has for him around the Hawke's Bay uh, community. Oh, mate, massive respect for him. Um, he, he's the heart of this team, I think. The way he leads this team on and off the field is just massive for us. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's just a huge part of our success and the success of this team over the years that he's been here. And to play 100 games for, for your province is just massive and it's something you don't see very often these days. Yeah, nice, mate. I've got a lot of time for Ash. It's going to be sad to see him go, but he's going to go over and Get some yen, mate. Pay the bills, and uh, we're very proud of him. But let's let's talk about the week, mate. When you're leading up against the Tasman Markle side, and they have haven't tasted success in a Ramfurly Shield match for a very long time, they've been one of the form teams in the competition for the last couple of years now. Tell us about the week, mate. Was it pretty intense and uh, you know preparations all on track? Uh, we sort of just tried to keep the week similar to any other week. Um, for us, I think a massive focus is just getting our stuff right. I think we've proven when we can get our systems right, especially on defence, then we're a pretty hard team to, to put away. So um, a lot of it was just getting our stuff in order. And then, yeah, like you said, they've been such a successful team over the last few years and sort of the team to beat. And uh, we just talked about going out there and you know giving it everything and all the pressure was on them to come up here and, and try and win the Shield. Yeah, nice, mate. So tell us about the Shield. You just touched on the Shield. What does the Shield mean for this Hawks Bay side? And I was lucky enough to be able to walk around the community beforehand and just and hearing, talking, hearing fans talk about the Shield, the hype surrounding the Magpies at the moment. What does the Shield mean for you and the boys, mate? Well, I think it's huge. And um, the support the Hawks Bay Magpies get um, from everyone is, is so big here and I think we have the largest crowd attendances most most years, and uh, being able to have the shield in the community, take around the schools and business and stuff, um, I think it's just a massive driver for us. And uh, being able to get good, loud crowds at games uh, just makes it so much more enjoyable to play. I guess. Nice, mate. I've got to touch on this loose forward trio: Devin Flanders, Marino, Michele, Tuu. And yourself, mate. Um, I thought you boys outplayed a pretty formidable Tasman loose forward trio as well. Tell us about those two boys. I th- they have got a big future ahead of them. Oh, 100%, mate. They're two hundred talents in the, in the young. Uh, it's hard to believe. 
Um, but also, I think you look at our, our bench as well. We have Gareth Evans, Josh Kaifa, Solomon, you know, like those three oh, could yeah. easily, yeah. easily fit in for us and do just as good a job. Um, so I think the depth here is, is awesome to have and it sort of pushes um, everyone in trainings to get better. Yeah, you spoke about that, the reserves, and I thought that was a telling factor when they they came on and actually added uh, a whole lot of impact to that game, especially at the set piece. I thought um, when Jacob Devery and Joe Apikitoa came on, Jason Long, like you said, Solomoni Funaki added that another uh, you know, bow to the to the breakdown area, Josh Kiefer. But the set piece-wise, I, I felt like those guys came on and changed the game because I thought Tasman at the start probably had the wood on just. Yeah, that's something we've sort of talked about the last couple of weeks in terms of the reserves and the non-playing 23 really stepping up at training and challenging the starting 15 and trying to get the best out of everyone. And, uh, yeah, when the reserves came on, I think they did a, an awesome job. Um, you go back a couple of weeks when we played Wellington, you know, we had them under the pump and then we had a few changes and they came back late in the game and uh, I think the West sort of got a, a rear up there and I thought they were really well on the weekend. Nice man. Hey, just before we let you go, now the shield's locked away. The shield is locked away, and uh, the premiership now is on the cards. Hawks Bay has never won an NPC title, a premiership. Is that something that's been spoken about, and something that you guys you're already already have created in your own little legacy, your own little dynasty? Have you spoken about that potentially being the first side ever to win that competition? Um, no, we haven't yet. Before I mentioned that at the start of the season about performing with big dogs. But um, for us, we're just trying to get better every week. And um, we've got Canterbury this weekend down there, which I don't think we've won in maybe 50-plus years or something down there. So um, it's a yeah. good chance to sort of tick off another milestone and, milestone and make a bit of history. Well, I'm commentating that game, man. I'll make sure it's a neutral call like on Saturday and uh, I'll make sure... Both sides are getting the rub of the green, and uh, look forward to it, mate. I, I like you've you've touched on it. You're the you said the big dogs. I feel Hawks Bay now are the big dogs. The expectations you are expected to win every game now. Back in the day, when when Hawks Bay better Wellington, uh, you know better Tasman or better be big dog, like a, a you know a really strong side, it was a big surprise. Now I feel like you guys are expected to win every game. So have you thought about that? Uh, yeah, I guess in the past, Hawks Bay has always been sort of the underdogs, the sort of small town, small town team that punches above their weight. But um, yeah, our, our expectations are we're good enough to win against any team now. Um, we've definitely got the talent. It's sort of just taken a few years to get the process and and get our system sorted. So um, yeah, we definitely have expectations of, of beating any team we come up against. Yeah, nice, mate. Nice, mate. I love your, love your honesty. Just before we let you go, Tyson Fury, where does he rank amongst the greatest of all-time boxers for you, bud? Did you watch that fight? No, I'm not a big boxing, boxing fan. Um, so I wouldn't... I wouldn't oh, that's surprising, mate. That, You're man. a bit of a grub. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm a lover, not a Oh, mate. Outstanding. Outstanding, China, mate. Hey, thank you so much for joining us, Brendan, mate. Really appreciate your time. And uh, as an ex-Magpies player, mate, I'm I'm so proud of you boys. You boys are playing outstanding, and uh, I'm pretty sure I can speak on behalf of the Hawks Bay region. Keep going well, and uh, we'll see you on Saturday. All right, mate. Thanks, guys.
all the mates. Cheers, mate. Have a good day. Yeah, there we go. That was a McCafe coffee catch-up with Brendan O'Connor. Uh, pretty quiet kind of guy, you know. Tough to get a lot out of China, but, um, mate, what, a, what an outstanding performance. And, yeah, I'd like to say I was pretty proud, Louis. Pretty proud to, to be there on Saturday and, and be a part of that. And just, you know, like um, I spoke about it before, back in the 60s when that squad and that, that team... Uh, we're, we're leading the way and building their own little legacy and dynasty with the Ramfilly Shield. I feel like this side, they're so young, man. You've got Lincoln McClutchy, who hopefully, I've heard whispers he's hopefully going to have a Super Rugby title, a uh, Super Rugby contract to play at Super Rugby level. He has been outstanding, not only this year, but in the previous years. And we lost him to Japan for a wee bit, Lincoln McClutchy at 10. I hope he gets picked up and he sticks around because he has got a big, big future. And then... Marino Michele too, who faced up against Shannon Frizzell on the weekend. And look, I'll be honest, I thought I thought he played outplayed um Shannon Frizzell wow. on the weekend. Devin Flanders, like the loose four trio. And I think Shannon Frizzell was carrying a wee niggle, a wee injury. So uh look, I was I was pretty pumped. And and Brian's texted in and I said, Morning, he said, Morning Israel, who won the race to the commentary box between you and Smithy at McLean Park on Saturday? Well, Smithy didn't want this. Smithy didn't want this, and uh, he went down and, and sat downstairs. And look, I'll be honest, I actually left to go up to the commentary box two hours before uh, anyone else got to the stadium because I didn't <laughs> want to embarrass myself. Imagine if I fell over going up those stairs. And look, I'll be honest, when I got up there, I was a sweating mess. <laughs> I was a sweaty mess. I am so unfit, it is disgusting, and I can't wait to get this cast off. This cast is coming off in eight days. Cast is coming off in eight days, and I'm going to sort this rig out. I need to sort this rig out big time because even crutching around my house, I start puffing. It is absolutely disgusting. Oh, no, that sucks, is he? Well, you're getting your cast off, and you have to sort yourself out. No, Brendan, he's, he, like, he played what You're so right about those Lucys, though. Go back and watching the game. The work rate of those yeah. three, as a, like hunting as a group, you hear, is like a hunting as a pack is a classic um, phrase you hear about loose forwards, and they do that. So Canterbury just got, they got pipped by Wellington in a classic, a classic yeah. Wellington NPC game. Um, Southland got beaten by... Manawatu, uh, in Manawatu, I'm pretty sure it was. But the, so I guess the next game, the game of the round, well, it's Friday night, Canterbury or Saturday, is it? Canterbury, uh, Hawks Saturday, Bay. Saturday, yeah. That's going to be a fantastic game. Now, Izzy, the other thing we need to report on. Hey, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, sorry, Louis Dino from Dunedin, he's just ringing up at the moment. He was taking his father to watch Invercargill uh, to watch Aaron Smith play for Manawatu Turbos. And that Smith didn't even play, so I feel for Dino and his father-in-law uh, for that. And and he was right, mate. That's the weekend sport and the provincial rugby. The showcase it was, it was huge. It was huge. And we've got Dino on the line. Let's talk to him, Louis. Yeah. Good morning, Dean. Yeah. Dino. Good morning. Is there you, is he? Yeah, it's me, Dean. Hello. How are you, bud? Yeah, good. Congratulations. Yep. Hold on oh, that thank you. That game, there, that game there, Izzy, if that doesn't cement my views that we can sell a bloody NPC to the planet, I, I, I'll eat me yep. that. Like, how yep. good was that? Like, Hawks Bay, I thought, would be hellishing up against it, but because it's Ash Dixon's last game for your province, well, game that Shield Challenge for the province before he goes away and earns some yep. real money... 
unbelievable. Like, that's what it's about. Like, I, I wanted Tasman to win because I've never won it, you know, another part of rugby history, but they're going to have to wait. Because mm. at the end of the day, the yep. passion those Hawks Bay boys showed to win that, I reckon it was a bit of a dodgy try right before half time. For me, that's a bit of a double movement when you're down <laughs> on your knees. But, you know, why was it the, why, why, the, it doesn't matter, you know, like, we've, I'm a. Yeah proud Southlander and the bloody Highlanders who I don't really support that much to be brutally honest because I don't pick many Southlanders and Otago rugby don't try and help South in one iota so I don't really have too many allegiances to them but we've won one title with Elliot Dixon scoring the worst try never to be scored you know but we, we still, that's our title <laughs> so that's rugby, referees are going to make mistakes but how good was, yeah. were the games? Like the Otago Taranaki game, the Wellington Canterbury yeah. um, game, and then, then the poor old Stags. Like, Dad said to me when I was a young fella, it doesn't matter how much shit you get in, son, it's just the depth that's important. Well, if we got the All Blacks back and got rid of this super thing or just played the Aotea stuff where they beat the living daylights out of one another, but that's what rugby is. Stop watering it down. If they're not hard enough to Mate. move on... It- do you know what, Dino? I woke up this morning. I was yesterday afternoon, actually. I thought about you. I thought about your comments on Friday, and I was hoping you were going to call up today because, one, I thought you were going to take your dad down to, to uh, Invercargill to watch Aaron Smith, who actually didn't play, so I felt for your father. But then I thought about the weekend's uh, sport in the NPC, and I thought about your comments, mate, and you're right. You're right, mate. It's a, it was an unbelievable week. Oh, unbelievable. It was a fantastic weekend of sport. So, mate, you're right on the money, and I really appreciate your sentiments and how uh, you know confident and, and how enthusiastic you are about the game in the provincial regions. And, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you, mate. We need it, and it is a showcase of our younger talent, and it is outstanding. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I couldn't go, I couldn't go to Invercargill because... I wasn't allowed in. Like, there was no point driving all the way down there to take the old man to sit in front of the TV. Like, I thought, ah, that sucks. But that's because of the COVID thing. But I'm (laughs) taking Aaron Smith back to his family right now. Like, I found him in Mosgiel, so I thought, no, he's not going. The Stags need a bit of a hand, so I, I kidnapped him. (laughs) Good on you Good on you Dino mate It's good yeah, stuff You kidnapped Dino. him and, and gave gave the, gave the stags a wee chance But it didn't work They went well though It was a great game But um, thank you so much for your call Dino I really appreciate it I'll Hopefully we'll hear from you tomorrow Because you're very passionate I love it Absolutely love hearing from Dean down there in Dunedin, a great part of the deep south of New Zealand. And is he the other part of rugby, and where Dean came in last week, the conversation we were having, the other weekend, part of the weekend of rugby was the Heartland Championship. And, of yep. course, Sam Kane was getting a run uh, for King Country. Well, it didn't really help them because Whanganui knocked them off 48-13. Now, remember that we spoke to the Whanganui coach on the weekend, Jason mm. Kasky, I think it was, and he said, oh, you know, yep. well, we, could, we could have got Dane Coles. Didn't matter. So Sam Kane's coming up with uh, Smithy after 9 o'clock, and he's going to talk about his return to rugby, how the body feels today, and hopefully he'll be heading off to um, join the All Blacks in Chicago, or, or in Washington, rather, when they head off there on Thursday. So if everything was right with Sam Kane, we'll find out after 9 o'clock when he joins Smithy. Wanganui knocking off two good for the King Country um, over the weekend as well. Some great texts about the people's highlights over the weekend. We'll get to your texts very shortly. We'll also get to Paul Mawadi. We've got to take our medicine. He's coming up shortly on Baz Nizzi for breakfast. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.
Yeah, coming up to the news with Trudy very shortly. But before then, is it's time for a TAB Live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. And actually, thank you quickly to Dino from Dunedin for giving us a call on the Kennards Hire phone line. 0800 150 We love it when you're part of the show and we love it when you share your opinions with us. So awesome work, Dino. But our man Paul Mawati, the party is on the line. And it wasn't a party around my place when we got Zaki'd on the weekend, Paul. Well, I I can't believe it, you. But I'm, in fact, I I'm pretty sure I heard this will be the best twenty percent on the weekend. Uh, somebody said that. I, I, I don't, you guys could stop COVID. Yeah, that could. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Zach, you you forgot about Probabil. Oh my goodness. I know. I know. I don't even know Probabil was in the race. I'd do it again, to be fair. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm not necessarily Will you do it in the Cox Plate? Uh, yeah, well, track conditions, there's so many variables. But, hey, did, our, our multi was pretty solid, though, wasn't it, Paul? Oh, the, the other two leagues, fantastic. Hawks Bay, who um, were just uh, the value bet of the weekend, I think, opened up at $2.70. Uh, they were two thirty, I think, when you guys uh, took them. They should have been at least a pick and maybe a one-point favourite at home. I know Tasman have been uh, very, very good, but Hawks Bay at home have just been so tough this season. So, yeah, yeah, well done to the boys up there at the Real Bay. Shield in the yes. locked away again for another season. Yep, beautiful, beautiful. Look, what do you got, Paul? Paul, what do you got for us today, mate? What can you cheer us up with? Uh, we've got a bonus back promotion on the Kansas City Chiefs Buffalo Bills game. That'll be an absolute humdinger. Um, currently, the Chiefs are a dollar sixty-two. The Buffalo Bills two dollars and twenty cents. Uh, just head to the TAB website to check out all the T's and C's regarding that uh, promotion and all the other promotions that we've got on as well. Love it, Paul. And look, as I said to Izzy, I think the radar is on. I think we're very close. We're just, um, we're just, we're just missing out with just a couple of little bad breaks. So be ready. Did for anyone us. else get one? Did any other shows get up? Uh, what is uh, Smitty had a top ten finish for? Uh, what was it uh, Oost Tail? Was it Oost Tail? <laughs> um, that one hasn't. I don't think that's finished yet. Peter, he's okay. still playing the, his final round, so um, okay. we'll let you know. But we know, we do know that you oh, boys yeah. won't be top of the table. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Paul. Okay, All right, Paul. mate. Okay, yeah. thank you, mate. Yeah. Promotions and play and hundreds of sports marks to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. Lucky we all did that so we didn't get too zakied, but, gee whiz, it wasn't great viewing. Right now it's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand before the results of our choices flooring polls. Thank you, Trudy. It is 26 minutes away from 9am this morning. I'm Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And, yeah, Stephen Fleming's Chennai Super Kings. They are into the final. And your Panthers, Izzy, well, they know. are ahead, still hanging on. 15-13 against the Philadelphia Eagles. Are you getting nervous, getting a bit sweaty? I am. I'm getting nervous. Yeah, I'm watching this game, and they're not helping themselves. Sam Darnold, come on, mate. Yep, 15-3. Too close. Too close. Third quarter going into the fourth. Oh, oh hopefully. Free one, though. We've got, we got, we got room to breathe. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. Three in one week. You guys are flying. Imagine, what about this texter here, unnamed texter? This week is all about incentivise on Saturday, boys. Me and the boys got on it in the futures market months ago, paying $100. $51 and $21. Who are you? Who are you? I want to come to your town when we're out of lockdown so I can leech a beer off you. That is incredible futures punting. <laughs> That's so good. Leave your name to it. Leave your name to it and give us a call. I want to hear, mate. I want to hear. And what was it? Magic Encanta. That horse paying $29. All these punters, eh? They all tell us about their wins and their bonuses. <laughs> tell us about your losses. Let us know. We, we tend to lose a bit on here. <laughs> yeah, but at least we're honest about it, is he? Because we have a radio show we've got to front up on. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we did launch our Choices Flooring Weekend poll this morning, and it was a great weekend to choose from. Performance of the weekend. Was it Probabil Tyson Fury, Waikato Farapama Cup, or Hawks Bay retaining and locking up the shield? Well, the Choices Flooring Floors for Living Spring Sale Catalogue is out now. Download today. And also, here are these results. With 60% of the vote, the performance of the weekend, Tyson Fury. And yeah. probably rightly so, yeah. because that was an insane win um, over Deontay Wilder in a fight that's going to be remembered for a very, very long time. Probably a polling second at about 19%. Hawks Bay third and the Waikato Farapama Cup team last. But a very valiant effort from all, and they all deserve to win it, really. Tyson Fury, yeah. We've spoke about it all morning. We've spoke about it all morning. And uh, that was a great performance. And if he goes from on performance, that was clinical. Like for someone to get knocked down twice in round four and come back and win, and not just knocked down, he got punched to the brains. Like, wow, it was an outstanding <laughs> punch from uh, Deontay Wilder with that bazooka right hand he's got. Uh, look, yeah, great, great poll. Great choices poll, uh, Louis. Nailed it. Yep, there you go. Tyson Fury, 60.7%. And uh, Tim the Teacher's come back in on double A, double three. Probably was the highlight for me, lads. I managed to drown out Izzy's commentary in Sports Central by an Omaru shout out. Uh, also, got in trouble at home as technically my 11 year old daughter, Brian, Bryony, caught the white bait. I was there in a vital advisory role. Cheers, Tim the Teacher. Well, Tim, you shouldn't take credit. You're a teacher. You know what happens when one of your students hands in homework that they didn't do, mate. So. Good. I'm glad you cleared that up. Clear. Hey, how do you cook that? How do you cook that white bait, Timmy? How do you cook that white bait? We, we, you know, we've had a few recipes on here. He probably doesn't, go, mate. He's probably just going to claim his daughter's cooking. <laughs> Rioni will cook it, eh? Okay. Fair enough, Tim. Fair enough, Tim. That's a, that's a helicopter view from teachers, mate. They have a helicopter view. They're just overlooking everything, you know, making sure all is in order. Just, just huh? like uh, Baz used to do on this show. And, <laughs> and then he's left us gone to the dogs. We haven't dipped a winner in about Now he's five flying weeks. his own helicopter with all the money he's making. Anyway. <laughs> a very big helicopter. Claire Kirsten from the Silver Ferns. She's coming up very shortly, the mid-quarter. They had a great win last night. It was hard fought in the first round of their Cadbury series against the Aotearoa men. We'll talk to her and debrief that after this on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We are coming up to 9 o'clock pretty quickly where Smithy will take over. 0800 150 is the Kennard's higher phone line. You can get in touch with Smithy at any stage throughout the day. Of course, Staffy, then Kirsten Beeve as well. And um, look, netball will have to be a focus today, is it? Because we've got three bang, bang, bang games coming up and we've already got one down after last night. Yeah, awesome result for our Silver Ferns last night. But it was a tough old battle against Aotearoa. Men's side. The Capri Netball Series started last night with the Aotearoa men's 
missing a few key players due to COVID restrictions. That didn't stop them from playing their fast and aerial-based style, taking a 16-9 lead to end the first quarter. With the help of a few small and one big change in six point, uh, six foot four Grace Nowicki, the Ferns got themselves back into the game, grinding out the last three quarters to win 58-47. Claire Kirsten joins us on the line ahead of game two and to reflect and review game one. Morena, Claire. Morena, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you and how did the girls pull up after a pretty physical and brutal encounter last night against the men's side? Yeah, we're we're all good. A little bit, a little bit um, stiff and sore, but that's nothing unexpected, really. And we've had a few tough days of training in the lead up as well. So, yeah, we got another one, big one today, and then again tomorrow. So it's a tough few days, but um, yeah, we're looking forward to the to the next two games. Nice. How was the build up um, when you when you know you're facing the Aotearoa men's side? And uh, the game that they bring, they bring an aerial-based, physical kind of aspect to the uh, to the games when they play. How was the build-up and how was the preparation? Yeah, preparation was good. Largely focused on on us and particularly coming out of that um, series against England a couple of weeks ago. Very much focused on us because there were a few things that we wanted to to try and and get right or improve on for this week. Mm. And and it's always a little bit of the unknown going in against the men. Um, So, yeah, last night, I think it took us, it showed it took us a little while to to get going. And once we kind of settled in, um, things started to open up again. But, yeah, by no means think that it's just going to be the the same again tonight. I'm sure they'll keep adapting and and, um, sort of improving over the next couple of, of, of games. So we need to be able to do the same. Clear. what are the main differences? So you've, you haven't played them in a while, so yeah, it will be a bit of a, a shock straight away, a bit shell-shocked in the first quarter maybe, but what were those yeah. what, what were those differences that you guys had to adapt to? Um, I guess stating the obvious is the sort of uh, the speed and the height and, and those sorts of things. Um, you, you know, definitely bringing the ball down court, the arms that you, that you have in front of you are, are quite different from, say, when we were playing playing England, but they're, they're still hugely skillful and, and um, it's just an, another element that you, that you have to get used to and um, the space that they can, that they can take up on defence um, is, is pretty massive. So um, that just means that we have to be a little bit more patient and we talked about, it, uh, about that a lot, um, but sometimes it just mm. takes a little bit of, of getting used to in, in, the, in the game to be able to sort of settle into that. You spoke about patience. One of the big uh, turning points or the changes I saw in the performance was when you played the English Rose, getting the ball up to the uh, to the goal shooters, getting the ball into space. I, I felt like the man coverage that England brought to that game, you girls struggled to, to get into space. But it, mm-hmm. I noticed a big difference last night, getting the, getting the girls moving, moving into space, getting yeah. open. Was that a big factor and a big work on that you worked on in that training series leading up to this? Yeah, absolutely. A big focus was kind of put on the lines that we're running, not just in that attacking third, but sort of from our turnover ball as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, we call them bow lines (laughs) Um, and just making sure that we're really committing to to running those. And even if it's not for ourselves, having the confidence that it's going to open up something for someone else. But, yeah, there's a big difference Mm. between sort of running something and not getting it and just staying there versus 
actually going, okay, well, that hasn't worked, so what else can I do off it? And um, the, the timing that, that comes off that for everyone else as well. Izzy, I think you need to be careful here, mate, because you're starting to show your hand again about how much you know about netball. And the, the New Zealand, <laughs> the Aotearoa men's side, they are short. I know you've only got one leg at the moment, but you are they are short, so you might be a, a last-minute replacement. Looking forward to tonight then, Claire, what are some stuff that you know that Noel's is going to bring up in the review today or, or that the coaching staff will want from you guys to um, adapt and, and again enhance this evening? Yeah, I think definitely that start is, is going to be one thing. And I mean, I think that, that scoreline was probably quite flattering at the, at the end of it. If we sort of break down quarter scores, we had two really mm. good ones. And then the first quarter obviously wasn't wasn't great for us. And then a, a, a pretty tight third one. So getting some consistency across all four will, will be a big one. But yeah, we're all about to head into one-on-one meetings over the next hour or so. So I'm sure we'll, we'll get some, some good pointers. <laughs> <laughs> How was Nolene? How was Nolene? I read an article that she was questioning uh, some mental resilience and mental toughness in that game. How was she post match? Yeah, um, we do our we do like a, a, a post match debrief in the in the changing rooms, but it's um, mm. it's pretty player led to be honest. She she'll chime in every now and then, and, and Deb's as well. But um, it's largely focused on on what, what we think and then the, the rest comes out into the clips and and um, coach catch-ups and our meeting this morning. So, um, yeah, I think she was was pleased with a few things but won't be completely yeah. satisfied as, as is the same with all of us, really. Yeah, fair enough. Well, you guys uh, have, a, I guess, a, <laughs> at least a chance to build. I mean, how often do you get to play three games in three days? It kind of feels like junior tournament or like a... Like yeah, a, I know. We had a similar one um, last year that was actually four games in four days um, against the the men in the 21s in the end of the game. Then there was a final at the end of that as well. So um, it happens every now and then, but I guess this is three, you know, three against the men in a row is pretty high intensity and, and, and physical. So, um yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we go when we <laughs> get back on court tonight. But I think our preparation has 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 been really good for that. We have had three, um, I'm losing track of days here, but I think it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Thursday and Friday in particular. Um, you know, I think have prepped us really well for that. So um, we should be able to, to stand up to that physically. Beautiful stuff. Well, good luck for your, for your one-on-one meeting. Um, hopefully <laughs> it goes well. And uh, good luck for tonight and tomorrow night. Thanks so much for joining us this morning, Claire. No worries. Thanks for having me. He's clear. Awesome, awesome. I'll tell you one thing that will get them through, Lily, is their fitness, because knowing Nolene and hearing stories, that that camp, she spoke about it, they come into this game pretty tired, they had a big few days. They would have been just getting thrashed for the last, <laughs> last couple of days. Maybe so you need to go one join thing the camp. Them, oh, mate. Do you know what? Honey hit me. She challenged me to go join Nolene Tauroa to go into a camp. No way. I'm not going in there to get embarrassed. Um, maybe, no, oh, give me a couple of months and I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back. Mate. Maybe that's what exactly what you need. Once you're up on if two... If Trudy goes, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll work that out. We'll, we'll, we'll get a contract drawn up in the break and then we'll get that over the line. It is nine minutes, eight minutes away from nine o'clock. The Doy and Ian Smith coming up. That was Claire Kirsten from the Silver Ferns. Great to catch up with her this morning. Ian Smith, not far away to sleep on it. 
four minutes away or three minutes away even with, for the news with Trudy coming up with Kubota. But before then, let's sleep on it with Smithy and Temper. They've got mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. And Izzy, on Friday, you were fired up about the state of rugby in this country. I was, mate. Smithy, black, white, all right. Good morning, Smithy. <laughs> yes, Israel. The uh, two days after, it was still, still fresh in the mind, isn't it? It was, uh, it was cool. What a great game of rugby. Yeah. So, I mean, on the field, you look at uh, some of the performances over the weekend, a couple of upsets, etc. The yeah. women's game in Christchurch. Um, rugby's in good shape on the field, isn't it? To be honest. So, uh, the question about what do they need off the field? Uh, they need money. They, they certainly need money, and they yeah. need assurances that there is a, a definite pathway ahead for them. Uh, for the for the depth and, and the re- retention of players, the, 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 you know the, the targeting of players could get younger and younger if they're not careful. So they they have to mm. make sure that there is a pathway there. So uh, if it's not Silver Lake or Forsyth Bar, it has to be something relatively quickly that is passed down, and that is the key: passed down yeah. from the elite down to the bottom. Yeah, is there any other options, Smithy? I know you, there was the question: Silver Lake Steel. Does that come mm. into the into the frame uh, frame of mind for these? NZRU, uh, you know, the, the decision-making's up there. Is there any other options? I, I think so, because every year that or every season that passes by where it's, a, um, where it's become abbreviated uh, and there's, uh, mm. there's a want for income that is not, a, uh, is not there, these unions have to survive because at some point when we do get out of it, they have to have a base to work from. So uh, they don't want to be right. They don't want to be trying to, um, to operate, Izzy, from negative Big negative bank balances. They need some assurances. So yep. uh, if they're going to do a deal, uh, they've got to do a deal with that in mind. Yeah, love it, mate. It was so good to see a crowd at Haw- at, at, the, at the Fortress at McLean Park as well, mm. 2,500, probably a wee bit more than that. But uh, great to see a wee, mm. wee bit of a crowd there, mate. What do you got coming on your show, mate? Uh, we've got Sam Kane, the wash-up after the game that was, or the 57 minutes that was nice. for him. Just how do you feel as a result of it and what now? Uh, we're going to t- focus a bit on the, on the boxing as well. Mike Angove, of course, Mr. Fight, Mr. Fight Man in New Zealand. Yes. Uh, he'll he'll take a look at that. Mark Ozich, remember him? Mark Ozich. Yes. yes. And Bossy, Bossy after Can eleven o'clock. Him. Bossy after eleven o'clock. There's, there's still a bit going on in the league, so cover that after eleven. Nice, mate. Smithy, looking forward to hear Ozich. He's going to be a huge loss. For Hawks Bay Rugby, love what he's been able to do with a, such a young squad. A proud Hawks Bay man, and so are you. Very, very good to see them retain the Rand Fugley Shield. But thanks to all our listeners for tuning in. Stay tuned because Smithy's got a sermon coming up and Sammy Kane reaction from that, followed by Staffy in the afternoon. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow. Now keep the, the all new